You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the raven too comes from the green dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and I have here with me today, as per usual, Jeremy. Hello, Matt. It's good to be back, as per usual. Woohoo! And Kylie. Hello, hello. Man, we're doing a full-length episode. This is kind of wild. Oh, yeah, massive one. Huge one. Well-requested uh, one, and uh, a lot of talking points. Rohan... A little bit of a sore point for me, actually. Uh, long-time listeners might remember. <laughs> Unfortunately, quite some years ago, I lost a... We're still keeping an eye out. We're still keeping an eye out. It, it, it's going to turn up sometime. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I... Tell the story. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost an army uh, quite some years ago. Unfortunately, uh, it was my own fault. I left a case full of Rohan models at a train station, came back, it was gone someone had nicked it so uh unfortunately that's the danger sometimes of uh miniature wargaming i know i'm not the only one that's lost an army in in some kind of fashion so be careful out there you know hang on to your armies just be wary you need, you need to do what you need to do what david does when he takes public transport to get to event and that's handcuff his uh army case uh to his wrist oh no wargamers are ruthless i'd be worried someone would be keen to chop off my hand so, um, no, I won't, won't be doing that. <laughs> but, yeah. And the nice thing is that Rohan's readily available, so if you ever feel like replacing it, you should have an ability to if it, if, if it gets to that point. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I still have a lot of unpainted Rohan models. Uh, the unfortunate part was losing a few mounted Rohan Royal Guard. That was that was the one that hurt. But And, and oh, that was before they were good, too. Well, I mean, they were always good, but that was before they, always before good. they were cool, you know, before they were meta. I had Before they were hipster. Yeah, exactly right. Rohan, obviously, been around for a long, long time, way back from the start of the game. Uh, Jeremy, you would have picked him up very early on, I'd imagine. Yes, because very early on, Rohan were the army you took if you really wanted a challenge. They were they were a hard army to play. They were tough. They were ones that people did not rate. Uh, they came out with a Two Towers edition, and they were readily available, but most people left them at home, and you were kind of an odd person if you went and took them, because... They weren't considered very good at the time, and I think as we still got used to the game and the nuances, we actually found that they were they were pretty good if you They're played them well good. and you had, had yeah. patience. But 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 at that point in time as well, they uh, there was constant complaints that oh we need to make them better, we need to make them better, and they have been made better. They are they are fantastic. They are one of the top armies at the moment. They are so good. So many options. So many hours of podcasts to talk about for them. And they're they've got a really good background. It's interesting that this one race of men has got so much. They're definitely the uh well, I don't I don't know if they're the favourite, but they feel like it. They feel like they're the the absolute I think I think the word you're looking for, Jeremy, is iconic. In Lord of the Rings, uh specifically, they feature in so many like iconic lord of the rings scenes where if a layman comes to to you know see a game and there is rohan on the table they will instantly recognize them as oh it's those guys those horse guys from from the movies you know you got helm's deep you got all the stuff with amir kicking around Mm. and let us not forget of course palinor fields which is you know quite a lot of fans you know favorite part of the entire movies yeah, huge plot points and, you know, the, the broken fellowship wandering through the lands of Rohan uh, in the midst of turmoil and war and, yeah, it was, yeah, iconic, I think, is definitely the right word. 
I guess we'll uh, we'll get straight into it and move into our first segment. Know thine enemy. Rohan Ever since its founding, the Kingdom of Rohan has often been embroiled in turmoil and war. Peace ever seeming to be just out of reach for the Horse Lords. Battles with men from the East, Orcs, and their ancestral enemy the Dunlendings have shaped Rohan into a kingdom that can defend itself when called upon for there were few before the War of the Ring that could stand against the full might of the Horse Lords. In truth, it could be argued that the Rohirrim shouldn't be surprised that war has been a constant companion of their land since the Kingdom of Rohan was itself born out of conflict. In the year of Rohan's founding, the Kingdom of Gondor was under attack by the armies of Khan from the east. The Variags of Khan had driven the Gondor forces back, and Kirion, the steward of Gondor, was in desperate need of aid. Help came from an unlikely source as Aeol the Young, the leader of the Northmen, led his people to the field of Celebred where they fought alongside Kyrian's armies to defeat the Kandish forces. In thanks for the aid given, Kyrian gifted the lands of Kalinadron to Aeol and his people, lands that hence became known as Rohan. Though there were many skirmishes in Rohan in the decades following Aeol's triumph, there were none that had greater impact upon Rohan than the invasion of the Dunlendings during the time of Helm Hammerhand. The leader of the Dunlendings had tried to organise a marriage between his son and the daughters of Helm in an attempt to deliver the throne to his bloodline. Upon discovery of this, Helm slew the Dunlending leader with a single swing of his mighty fist and declared the Dunlendings the enemy of the king. In the years that followed, Dunlending raids were common, and soon Helm and his people were forced to flee to the fortress of Suthberg, allowing Edoras to briefly fall under Dunlending rule. It was from the Suthberg that Helm Hammerhand would set out to take the fight to the Dunlendings, and the great stories about him grew into legends. Though Helm would never again set foot in Edoras, Rohan was soon reclaimed by the Rohirrim who once more entered an era of relative peace. At the time of the War of the Ring, Rohan had been made weak. The wizard Saruman had overthrown the mind of King Théoden, and Rohan itself was ready to fall into the hands of Isengard. However, it was the coming of Gandalf the White and his companions to Edoras that would free the mind of the king and set in motion the mobilization of Isengard as Saruman could now only conquer Rohan by force. The Rohirrim would retreat to the Suthberg, which had been renamed Helm's Deep decades before and there the greatest battle in Rohan's brief history was fought as a legion of 10,000 fighting Urukai waged war upon the people of Rohan. Alright, know thine enemy. We're getting right into it with the characters. Uh, Kylie, where are we starting off? Well, we are starting off with the one, the only, the centerpiece, one might say, to a Rohan army, 
Thaden, King of Rohan. He is a hero of legend. He has the man Rohan infantry hero keywords. And he comes in at a pretty bargain basement price of 75 points. But he has a lot of add-ons. So that is definitely going to creep up very quickly. He has a move of 6. Fight 5. Shoot 4 plus. Strength 4. Defense 5. With 2 attacks, 2 wounds, and a courage of 5. For Might, Will, and Fate, he has 3, 3, and 1. So a bit of a shift up coming into the new edition. For Wargear, he has armor, and I, you're going to have to correct me on the pronunciation here, Maddie. Is it Herugrim? Yeah, Herugrim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herugrim. Yeah, Herugrim. Like that. Well, anyway, he has, you know, Thaden has a fancy sword, and uh, Herugrim uh, is a basic sword, and he can use the spe faint special strike even if his fight value is lower than his opponent's, which is handy in a pinch. Uh, it means that you're not copying those stab recoil damage, so... Can be can be helpful here and there for heroic actions. Uh, he has march, strike, and challenge. So two really good ones in the march and the strike. Mm, challenge not so much. Uh, for options, uh, Thaden can take a armored horse for fifteen points, a regular horse for ten points, heavy armor for five points, and a shield for five points. For special rules, he has expert rider and horse lord, uh, which are going to appear in pretty much every single one of these profiles we're about to go through today. Uh, Expert riding horse sword. Make sure you remember these key points. Can and you remind me what they do? Because they're going to come up in every single profile, Kylie. All right. So expert rider is uh, you still get your shield bonus, even if you are also carrying a bow. Kind of very handy uh, there for the riders of Rohan. Uh, in addition, you may also elect to re-roll your jump and leap tests, which can be very helpful. Uh, especially when you want to go for those kind of big Hail Mary plays. Uh, finally, Horse Lord, which is probably the more potent of the two abilities. Um, whenever a hero's, a Rohan hero's horse is wounded, uh, you can spend a Fate Point to prevent that horse from taking a wound, which is very helpful in a clutch situation. Mm, uh, super useful. I, I think you might have actually just missed one more key point to Expert Rider. Yeah, I was going to ask about something as well. Matt, can I ask about it and then you can go ask ahead. me if I'm not no, remembering go correctly? Ahead, yeah, isn't there, um, isn't one of them you can uh, re-roll if you fall off your horse badly and then, then fix yourself up? Um, I think I, you're right. That, yeah, I believe that is the case if you are, uh, if you, no, 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 no. Is that right? Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Right, so, give, me, give me two seconds. So what I was I'm on going expert shot. <laughs> what I Hang was on. going to say uh, is that uh, I believe... Oh, yes, no. Oh, my God. How did I miss expert this? Expert riders How did I miss this? can yes. pick up light items light while mounted. Yes. Yes. Did we oh get that? Oh, my God, that's okay. huge. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty important. Oh, my God, that's huge. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't believe I forgot about that. That's like... Their whole thing. Yes, being able to pick up light objects is amazing. And you're right, Jeremy. The Throne Rider is another big part of that special rule as well. Uh, being able to roll those checks means you don't get knocked down on your butt quite as often. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's helpful for me because uh, my horse is always cop and arrow. Right, that's a huge special rule as an expert rider. Very good one. Mm. It's, it's, it's pretty big. Uh, his next special rule is the will of men is not easily corrupted. Uh, if in the unlikely event Grima is on the table uh, and within six inches of Thaden... Uh, Thaden's five value is reduced to three and one attack and may not declare heroic actions or use will points. So basically, Saruman gets to do whatever he wants with Thaden if Grima is on the table, which can be annoying. Nice little flavor rule there, I suppose. But, you know, 
it is what it is. And his final special rule is fourth fear no darkness. It's an active special rule. That in stand fast is a big whopping twelve inches rather than six. And before I pass it off to you guys, I want to go through one more sneaky special rule that Thaden pretty much always gets access to, and that's the Rohan army bonus. I think this is so so important that we mention this bright and early first. It's almost as straight away when we mention the big big leader for the Rohan army list. And that's that friendly Rohan cavalry models get plus one strength on a turn in which they charge. Which means they are doubly rewarded for getting getting the drop, getting getting in first. Because extra attack, knockdown, plus one strength, I mean, that's nothing to sniff at. Bringing your, you know, your, your Theodans and your big heroes up to strength five, even your basic troops up to strength four, that's, that's pretty important. Uh, absolutely. That's really yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, that, that rule for the uh, fight value is actually a special rule that uh, is in the Rider of Rohan and I believe Rohan Royal Guard profiles. I think it's just those two. So that yes. that one, it's uh, within 12 inches of Theoden and has the cavalry keyword. Then they get plus one bonus to their fight value when they charge. So that's in addition to the army bonus, which is the strength. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll quickly read that special rule out uh, right now because... Um, it, it kind of, it's not a Thaden special rule, but it is pretty important to Thaden because this is why you would take Thaden. This is Thaden's whole thing. So, Rohan, Royal Guard, uh, uh, Captains of Rohan and Rohan Riders uh, get this special rule. It's called Rise Riders of Thaden. It's an active special rule. If this model is within 12 inches of Thaden and has the cavalry keyword, then a model with this special rule receives plus one bonus to their fight value on a turn in which they charge. So, again, rewarded for getting that charge whilst mounted on exactly right so yeah i just want to point out that uh heroic challenge as you mentioned probably not the greatest heroic action in particular for theoden being a hero of legend and one of the probably weakest heroes of legend in terms of pure combat ability probably not going to be using that heroic challenge too often i in fact i can't really think of any situations where it's going to be overly useful uh I'm... maybe if you're fighting sharky that's about it He's legend, is he? Okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> okay, we got some corner cases. Who knows? Maybe if you've got a mitre, because you're going to challenge, you're not just going <laughs> to yeah, kill him no. in one hit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, not a particularly useful heroic action for him, unfortunately. But otherwise, such a cheap and uh, bring such a cheap hero and bring so much to the table in terms of uh, buffing the entire army. Really, it's really hard to leave behind because he does so much for the army and. Even just to the just the hero of legend to be able to take a bunch of riders or a bunch of infantry models with him is huge. For seventy five points, you get so much value for him, so much might. The only really weakness he's got is his uh, fight attacks and wounds means that he can you can get the jump on him and take him out. He's got a big old target on his head, and uh, that faint rule. I've actually I totally forgot about that one because it never comes up because you never ever want to get him fighting a fight where he's lower fight value because if that ever happens he's going to get squished really quickly. So I'm not so fussed about that rule, but everything else is just amazing. Yeah, it would have been nice if um, his sword was like maybe something interesting for when he's mounted. Maybe reroll ones on the charge if he's mounted, just always or something cool like that. You might get a bit more use out of it. But hey, it's still a sword. It still does, you know, interesting things. So we can't we can't complain for for flavorsome rules like that. But I, I would say that I don't think he's dirt cheap. I mean, let's be honest. Realistically, you're gonna throw him on an armored horse. You're gonna put heavy armor and a shield on him. So he's gonna he's gonna come in at a hundred points. But it's still kind of worth it. Like, he's, your entire Rohan army is going to be pivoting around this model. 
And like Jeremy said before, you need to protect him in every way, shape, and form. Because two wounds, one fate. It doesn't matter how high your defense is, is vulnerable. And it is very easy to snipe out something with, with, with the fragility of those stats. Because that's just captain-level stats. It's not like the, the old days where, you know, he had an extra fate point kicking in there. And you know what? Honestly, if he had all of these, like, fancy special rules that he, you know, buffs up your army and gets all these other stuff, I would prefer to go back to the days when he was, you know, two might, zero will, two fate. Because... That extra point of fate does a lot for him, and losing that, dropping down a one, is is kind of significant. It makes him it makes him vulnerable to these flash kills. You can chip him out with with archery if you've got any sort of decent shots, you know, kicking around elf bows or a captain um, kicking around with a bow. One wound in there, and suddenly suddenly Thane is in a position where he could get sniped out. Absolutely, and Good. he's required to be your leader in a pure Rohan army. I don't believe. There are any other heroes of legend besides perhaps uh, Aeol Young? Not sure, but um. No, Aeol, I'm from memory is uh hero is, is Valor. There you go. So you're not gonna have him the same list anyway. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna be a leader in in that army, and that that's that's fine. That's good. Uh, I do like that he is killable because I think one of the one of the issues we're having sometimes is trying to make these unkillable characters, and this one does so much for your army that it actually allows for some counterplay. So if you're going against Rohan. You can say, "Look, I'm just going to try and do my best against them by by reducing their their power by going after the king," which is which is a fun way of playing. It means that you can't always do everything with him, and you may want to take another hero for for that reason. You've got like a thousand to choose from, but I, I still think he's I, I think it's pretty good, Kylie, and I think you're probably overrating that that a little bit. I my fan of that instead of the fate because I always fail the fate, so you pass the fate. I don't. <laughs> I fail fate all the time. So I just put him behind a wall or something like that if they're uh, shooting and just wait till everyone's in combat. Honestly, Jeremy, I think that's a it's a difference in our paranoia. I'm willing to spend all three points of Dayton's might to pass the fate roll. I think that's the difference. Is you've probably spent the might on doing other funky things, which is a bit of like a turnaround. <laughs> which is a bit of a turnaround. Um, coming now that I think about it, but yeah, I, the, when I'm playing Dayton, yeah, I generally will. Because, like, you can't have him too far away from your lines because you can get stretched out a bit. Like, 12 inches is big, but when you're playing those big sweeping Rohan engagements, and I'm not sure about the two of you, but I definitely play those big sweeping Rohan engagements that use just about the entire table. 12 inches feels small at that point. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It, it can do. Especially, you know, of course, because it is a cavalry army. But... You know what? Uh, really excellent hero, and I think really good value. Uh, I, let's move on to our next one. So we've got uh, Feodred, heir of Rohan. Uh, he comes in at 80 points, around the same level as Theoden. Uh He's fight 5, 4 plus shoot, strength 4, defense 6, 3 attacks this time, 2 wounds, courage 5, and he comes in at 3-1, three, one, three, three, one, might will fate, same as Theoden. Uh Heavy armor and a sword base gear. He's got uh, strike and challenge. So the strike always useful. Um, options, he can, of course, get a horse. He can get a shield. And he can also get throwing spears, which can be really handy on a hero with three might. Uh, he's got expert rider and horse lord, as we've mentioned. And he's also got reckless charge. So nice little flavor one here. Theodred must charge an enemy model if he is able to do so. Additionally, on a turn in which he charges, Theodred may reroll any failed to wound rolls during the fight phase. That's a really excellent rule, but it can be a double-edged sword, can't it, Jeremy? Absolutely it can. So this guy is the by far the most interesting best profile that no one ever takes because he's got 
so much cool stuff here and, and that berserk charge uh reckless charge sorry means that he can be baited out which once again i really like because it allows that counterplay and and makes means that both people can have good fun with but he's got this like his model doesn't come with the world gear options you want so if you're taking this guy you're probably converting him up anyway and the model is pretty dated it wasn't amazing when it came out it was always hard to get it he he really would love to get a new plastic model like every other Rohan character got or or even just a forge or an upgrade one for it because he's like the profile's really cool you've got all you need for it and there is a the variation list where you can get him as the leader as well which is cool he's nice for that the uh fords of eyes and theme as well strike and challenge you're not going to use the challenge but the strike's nice and he's got the profile which is pretty similar to thaden's really isn't it it's it's pretty much straight on so i like this guy he's pretty pretty good price and he does a lot but I, I don't know, Kylie. Do you ever see him being used? Yeah, actually, quite a quite a bit now. Um, his legion has gone up in priority. Is, is that the right word? I think um popularity would be a better word. Um, just that we'll get into his legion later. But his legion essentially makes his entire army fearless, and that's that's so important in you know in today's games because a lot of people are playing around the courage part of the game. A lot more heroes are picking up Terra as a standard. Look at your Elf Lords. Look at a lot of the scary um, evil models now. A lot of them have Terra. Even the Orcs. I mean, Bolt can get Terra and stuff like that. So having having him as that kind of part of that army is, is really, really helpful. And what I love about Theodred is... Honestly, I think he's one of the best design models in the game. Because you get these really, really powerful, you know, engaged tools, you know, in the throwing spear re-rolls to wound and stuff but you're forced to go in so you kind of stuck in there stuck in combat once you get there and it takes some really clever movement to be able to circumnavigate that because it does say um if he is able to charge he must do so so you can do some really fun things with sequencing your movements and you know boxing Thaedrid in so that he can't charge so that you can do you know disengage moves and stuff like that and he's a really fun model both to play with and play against because both players have options to manipulate what Thaedrid is doing in a game. And I, I really love that about him. And I'm so glad that people are starting to wake up to his Legion because his Legion is surprisingly good, especially with the other support heroes and stuff that you get in that Legion and the way the Legion interacts with itself. It's it's a lot of fun. And I can see why it's been placing so highly at tournaments. Really? Yeah. Is this like a meta option now? Uh, I wouldn't say it's meta. It's more... It's more like it's it's think of it for those again. This is going a bit esporty, nerdy type wave here, but it's more of a counter pick option. So when a lot of players in a community are starting to pick up things like Army of the Dead, which are pretty pretty strong, um, or terror based armies, uh, think your Black Numenorians, um, or more importantly your uh, Aura of Dismays from like your High Elves from Kidan or a Radagast allied into something. Thaedrid naturally gets popped up as a counter to those because one that he you know Rohan hard shuts down those armies they just outmaneuver the crap out of them the the terror is just a really good way of taking away a lot of their bonuses so it kind of it's kind of like a built-in check to a lot of other armies so when you see those other armies starting to get played a lot more with popularity you start to see Thaedrid pop up a lot more which is which is kind of neat yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I haven't used Theodred, but just on paper, strength 5, 3 attacks on the charge, uh, 
and rerolling everything that fails to wound. Yeah, there's not much that's standing up if they lose that combat. So, yeah. Oh, he's so choppy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he just, such just a he's a really good breacher. Yeah, he's one of the most reliable models that if you just want to go in and kill four models in the first turn oh, yeah. combat and really put pressure on your opponent, he's one of the few models that can reliably do that. And that's that's what's really cool about it. Unless you unless you're Jude, because Jude notoriously flops that combat every time I've seen him play Thedrid. <laughs> I could see him it's combating. Off, I could see him combating off captains. Yeah, he's definitely got that potential. I've, I've seen him. I've seen him. I've had my captains get hero combated off by Thaedrid. Mm. Yeah, and just a dude. Yeah, yeah he's, very he's, nasty. He's, he's good. All right, all right. He is, he's a sleeper model. So that's that's Thaedrid for you. Let's move right along to uh, another big hero, uh, Aemir. Mm. Jeremy, take it away. So Aemir, yeah, Aemir is is oh he's he's a big deal. This guy is one of the the big lords of rohan so we've got amir marsh the riddle mark 100 points already we've got an update upgraded points here he's, a, he's an expensive guy uh man rohan infantry hero a hero of valor so valor valor's nice valor's okay move six fight five which is going to be a pretty common theme for rohan heroes uh fight uh shoot shoot four plus which you might use uh strength of four defensive six Three attacks, three wounds, courage five, three, three, three. So it's got some beefy hero stats there. Uh, war gear, heavy armor and sword. Strike and strength. So some useful actions there. Uh, horse lord and expert rider as normal. Options of armored horse, horse, shield and throwing spears. So pretty standard there as well. And he's got the price of grief as an active special rule where if Théoden or Eowyn are in the same force as Aemir and either or both are slain, for the remainder of the game, he adds one plus to all wound rolls during the fight phase, and he must charge if he's able to do so. So this is one of those classic rules where if, if someone you're protecting or your friend or whatever dies, you go a bit berserk, you increase the strength. But this one's a little bit nicer in that he has to charge, but it's not necessarily charge the model that killed Eowyn or the model that killed Theoden. So he gets his choice of who to charge. So it's not as nasty as some of the other ones. So... Good, good hero and, and a great... Oh, I don't know if it's a great new model. I, I really like the new plastic model. I know some people have had some issues with it, but good model again. I'm a big fan of the, the old um, um, Knight of the Palinor sculpt. That was always a nice one that I enjoyed. Um, mm. But I'm getting a bit sidetracked now. Um, Amir, absolutely love him. I love the, the stick dynamic. He's probably one of the real only big bulky 333. He is the only bulky 333 stick in the Rohan army. And I think he does that job really well. I love the fact that he's, he's turned more into a combo piece now rather than being the centerpiece. Because in an army's path... It's usually Amy the one you're taking as a leader, but because so many of the special rules now, particularly in the uh, legions, are revolving now around Thaden, it gives you more license now to be a bit more aggressive and more—I uh, wouldn't say reckless, but really. Oh no, actually no, screw it. More reckless with Amy. You can, you can afford to throw him forward and get him stuck in, get him into tying up um, enemy heroes because at defense seven with three wounds, three fate, he can take a hit. He's still got the massive damage output with strength 5 on the charge and the 3 attacks. And he has Heroic Strike, which is all the tools you need to really put pressure on your opponent and just go headhunting heroes or just be being a big menace, you know? Being like those Boromirs and stuff that you throw forward in the middle of the line. Because once you add some of the other Rohan buffs like the Royal Standard, you know, um, uh, and other support characters like that, you're really going to get a lot out of him. And I think Aemir... 
shouldn't be passed up as often as he is these days because I think he fills a role that no other Rohan hero, at least in the vanilla Rohan lists, can fulfill. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think back in the day, there was a little bit of um, talk about how a, a lot of the Rohan heroes were very samey. Um, they were all kind of around the same level. They all sort of did the same job. Uh, Aemer getting this pretty big buff in terms of just raw stats uh, going into this edition, I think was really welcomed. It, ju- it just made him really stand out a bit more as that sort of... Uh, you know, powerful, tanky hero that can go in and uh, duke it out with just about anybody. Uh, Still not quite that fight six level, but, you know, you can't have everything, and he's got the heroic strike, of course. One one of the things that I found, particularly with 3-3-3 heroes, if if you can get them into late game, um, doesn't even, not even with stats, I mean, you you can expend those pretty free-handed with Rohan, but if you can get them to late game, get them into that back end of the game you know the the final you know five or so turns they do very very well for themselves because even though he's fight five three attacks is nothing to sniff at and at those phases of the game we all know you lose priority you get peeled off and stuff having a three 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 hero that can reliably you know take a hit and not just die for no some random reason and being able to successfully win those one-on-one combats and then convert kills still is very very handy because you know you're guaranteed almost to get those that that one extra kill you need every turn to really put the pressure on your opponent because that jump from two to three attacks it's a pretty big jump in terms of what it allows you to do not so much for winning the fight but being able to convert the kills because if i'm at the end of the game and i've only got three heroes left i would hope that one of them is aiming because it means that i have so much more agency and pressure on the table than if say you know i had a captain eowyn and thaden rather than say you know a captain um thaden and aemir it's it's such a stark difference Mm, absolutely let's move on to the next one now so uh kylie i'll let you take this one actually it's uh one of the best value heroes i think in the list eowyn now, I'm, I'm going to have to do a dirty to you, Maddie. I'm going to have to take both of them here because I think it's this is one of those profiles where I think we need to compare and contrast a little bit. Okay. All right. So first of all, Eowyn does have two profiles. We're going to go into the first one here, and it's Eowyn, Shield Maiden of Rohan. She is Bargain Basement at 40 points. She has the Woman, Rohan, Infantry, and Hero keyword, and she is a minor hero. So very, very useful for those little mini war bands or, you know, just tacking on some extra might into an army. She's move 6, fight 5, uh, with shoot value of 4+. She is strength 3, defense 3, with 2 attacks, 2 wounds, and courage of 5. She has 2 might, 2 will, and 2 fate. Uh, for war gear, she just has a regular old sword, but for options, she can get a horse, can get armor, can get a shield, and can get throwing spears. So, lots of really nice things there. For heroic actions, she has resolve, strike, and strength. All quite handy ones to have, uh, particularly the Resolve. Not many other Rohan heroes um, have access to Resolve. I think the only other one might be Helm, uh, in which case she becomes very helpful in that regard. For special rules, of course, Expert Rider and Horse Lord. And finally, her other sp- last special rule is I shall kill you if you touch him. If Theoden is in your force and is slain, place a 25mm marker where he fell. Eowyn must move directly towards this marker during each of her move phases if she is able to do so. Once Eowyn has moved within 3 inches of this marker, she may not willingly move further than 3 inches away from the marker for the rest of the game. 
Additionally, whilst within 3 inches of the marker, Awen becomes fearless and may reroll any failed to wound rolls. In addition, she also receives a plus 1 bonus to wound when making strikes against the model that slew Theoden. So, bit of some negative synergy, bit of some positive synergy there, but what I really like about this special rule is it rewards... It gives um, both your opponent and the player agency to manipulate Aowen around the table, particularly if you have Thaden in there. It gives you, it gives you almost a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit of comeback potential. You know, if Aowen uh, is standing next to Thaden when Thaden goes down, it's going to be very difficult for your opponent to get the model that killed Thaden out of the road, um, especially if it's a hero, because Aowen can, you know, get back in there, swing around, and get that revenge kill, which can be very helpful. As I said before, Awen, two, two profiles. So we're going to go into her second one now, which is her in disguise as Dernhelm. Coming in at 75 points, gets the Rohan Woman Cavalry Hero keyword, and again is a minor, he uh, minor hero. For stats, move 6, flight 5, strength 3, defense 5, 3 attacks this time, 2 wounds, and courage 5, with 2 might, 2 will, and 2 fate. Uh... There is a disclaimer that uh, Dernhelm is in fact Eowyn, so you may not include uh, both profiles in your list. But one of the interesting uh, parts about Dernhelm is that you come with Mary built into the profile. Mary Esquire of Rohan uh, starts as a passenger on her horse and gives her some extra little uh, buffs to uh, her profile. Uh, Dernhelm is a special profile that enables you to use Eowyn and Mary together as depicted in the movies and books and even allows you to use the rules for passengers even though you are not normally able to do so in match play. Uh, Dermhel and his Eowyn shield made in Rohan with armor and shield. Meriba with Mary Duck Brandy Buck. Oh my god, that's a tongue twister. Uh, Knight of the Mark with a shield mounted as a passenger upon her horse. Both will always start mounted together. Whilst mounted, Dernhelm will follow all the rules provided on the pages rather than the ones presented in the Awen profile. However, should Dernhelm become dismounted, revert to the profile and war gear listed above for Awen and use them from this point onwards. Any wounds suffered or might will and fate will spent points spent by Dernhelm will carry over to Awen's profile. I will go now into her special rule Mary. Uh, Mary follows the rules for passengers as presented in the main rules manual, with the exception that whilst he remains mounted on Dermhelm's horse as a passenger, he may spend his might points to declare heroic actions and affect Dermhelm's roles in any of the usual way. Additionally, whilst Mary is a passenger, Dermhelm also gains the benefit to resistance to magic special rule. If Mary is slain or dismounts, reduce Dernhelm's attacks value to 2. And again, just like the other profile, Dernhelm ha has armor, shield, horse, and sword, has options for the throwing spear for 5, plus, for five points, and has the resolve, strike, and strength keyword. Oh my god, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I need a moment, so I'm going to pass this over back to you guys. Yeah, no worries. So uh, I think looking at the Dernhelm profile, it's just really excellent value. So if you do want to grab uh, Merry and Eowyn, it's it's definitely the best way to do it, no doubt. It's it's just a quite a strong profile in general for how much it costs. So at 75 points, just having that fight 5-3 attack 2 might hero with uh, a little bit of sustain, two fate and two wounds. Yeah, uh, she gets along nicely. Um, I, honestly, it's it's a strange one that they came up with, but I, I don't mind it. I think just uh, having that passenger's rule in there, it, it was always available for them to do. 
There's very clear rules on what passengers can and can't do, how they're affected by everything, all of that sort of thing. So, you know, it's a, it's a cool little themed profile. And uh, I'll just briefly go into Merry now, actually, because we didn't really mention his profile. Uh, ordinarily, he's 25 points. Uh, he's a hobbit, of course, independent hero, Rohan and infantry. So he does get all those bonuses for Rohan. Uh, fight 3, 3 plus. Strength 2, Defense 4, 1 Attack, 1 Wound, Courage 4, 1 Might, 1 Will, 2 Fate. Comes with an Armor and Dagger, and a cheeky little Heroic Strike that could end up being handy, potentially. Uh, he's got options for Elven Cloak at 5 points, Pony at 5 points, and Shield at 5 points. He's also got, of course, Resist to Magic and Throw Stones, much like other Hobbits, so range 8, Strength 1 for the Throw Stones. Uh, handy little profile, but yeah, I, I think combined you do get a little bit of... Um, a little bit of a discount with Dernhelm when you uh, do combine the two profiles. And of course, just having the three attacks on horse is is always huge. Uh, so, yeah, you got I'm pretty happy with them introducing that profile to the game. What do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, I like it. And it's a good way to, to get that plastic set up and running. So, overall, pretty good. Um, the main, the main, well, I don't know. The main reason you see sort of Mary appearing a lot of times was... The uh, the synergy well still is a synergy I guess with the uh, with gambling which we'll talk about later on because having a a one might character is actually really useful uh, and especially that that um, it looks like Mary can call the heroics as a passenger which is hmm. quite unusual so that that that's also pretty pretty decent I like it it's once again one that I feel like it's it may be overshadowed a bit in that there's so many options for Rohan heroes that that I. I don't know, maybe I'm playing different players to, to you two, but I don't see this one as much as I thought I would see it because I looked at it when it first came out from the, the Gondor at War and thought, oh, this is going to be a go-to. I'm going to take this in every Rohan army and I'm going to see it in all the Rohan armies and it's got a new model. It's going to always be around, but that hasn't eventuated as much as I expected and it could just be the people I've played or, or what I've seen, but it feels like by the time you've afforded your Theoden and your, your Aemir and, and maybe your Gambling or someone else, you don't have a lot of points left over for for something like this one, which is a good value, but it's still a good amount of points as well. Hmm. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but rereading that first kind of, you know, four wordy paragraphs, does this mean that whilst Dernhelm is mounted, you don't have access to the I shall kill you if you touch him special rule, but the moment Dernhelm is dismounted, you revert back to the previous Shield Maiden of Rohan profile? Uh, no, and no. Pick I, up I, the Eye Shell touch, touch him? I don't think so, because it does say that Dernhelm is Eowyn Shield Maiden of Rohan. So, uh, effectively, that profile, right, uh, I think you do add both of their profiles sort of on top of that. Does that make sense? I, I suspect that that's the case. It doesn't say that, you know, it, it's Eowyn, but also just without I shall kill you if you touch him, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. So I thought, um, because it says, whilst, no, whilst mounted, Dernhelm will follow all the rules provided on these pages rather than the ones prevented oh, you're absolutely in Eowyn's right. profile. However, should Dernhelm become dismounted, revert to the profile and walk listed above for Eowyn, mm. which is... Yeah, Which no, is... you're definitely right on that. Yeah, it, it does say yeah. Rather. So that's 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 interesting because you can do some sneaky shenanigans um, by doing some voluntary dismounts to like pick up that special rule or keeping mounted to ignore the 
I shall kill you special rule, which which opens up its own can of worms to to if if Thaden dies, do you still the drop down. I don't the think counter do. down yeah. if she's yeah. mounted, or does it just disappear? Do, do you put the counter down, but she doesn't have to go near the counter until she dismounts, in which case she reveals her long, luscious hair and decides to go over near the counter? Hmm. Yeah, look, yeah, I, I have some questions. No yeah, I, I think I if Thaden dies while you're in Dernhelm form, then yeah, it just doesn't get placed. And then even when she dismounts, there's no counter, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think you can't. You can't have some of the rule, and, and well, I don't think so anyway. But you can't like pick and choose the part that helps you, and then ignore the other yeah, part. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, stranger I, things have happened in this game. Uh, I, I think I, I think we need to take it simple, Occam's Razor style. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, she just doesn't have that rule. Just ignore yeah, it totally. Yeah, so it wouldn't generate. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's fair enough. Yeah, just playing devil guard the kit, you know. Alright. Doing my usual, you know, corner case scenario. That's me. Corner case Kylie. Blame a devil for the silly arguments. This here. is why these episodes are so. <laughs> Alright. We're going to move along to uh, the King's Huntsman, Jeremy. Oh, excellent. Yes. We're up yeah, to our core guy. Rohan part of the segment. Yeah. This guy's a handy little option, isn't he? Uh, we've got. So the King's Huntsman. Uh, is a 50-point man Rohan infantry minor hero. He's a minor hero to start off with here. Uh, fight three, which is pretty well useless. Shoot three pluses, which is amazing. Uh, move six, if he ever moves. I don't see this guy moving very often. Strength four, which is cheekily nasty. Defense five, attacks one, wounds two, courage four, two might, which will change later on. One will and one fate. Has a sword, armor, and a longbow. Has heroic accuracy, which, which you might choose to use. And special rules... And this is why you take this guy. This is why you pay the, the premium 50 points for this this old guy. Master Archer. King Huntsman only fail in the way rolls on a roll of a 1, which means that everyone except for me can pass them. Additionally, each time this model slays an enemy hero or monster model, restore the King's Huntsman might to its starting level. So this guy is really, really nice if you're going very heavy shooting-focused Rohan, which you can do pretty easily because there's so many throwing weapons and bows in the list. And it, it just... He could take some troops. He can lead archers really well. He's still got enough might to do hero stuff. So if you wanted to do captainy stuff, heroic moves and things, yeah, go for it. Do it. But he's a yeah, nice hero. Matt, what do you Absolute think? bargain. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, he's not going to be wading into enemy troops and doing damage that way. But if you can pick off like just the right target and look honestly i think you take multiple of these guys you take a few of them and you focus someone down you get all those might points back oh and then you move on to the rat. next one is that right kylie is that what you're thinking <laughs> oh you stole no. my points oh i absolutely love this guy i love 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 the king Huntsman. um rules of rule of three for days with this guy i I absolutely adore him. What he offers in terms of tactical flexibility in this list is unparalleled. There is kind of really... There's only one other hero in the list that can do what a King's Huntsman can do, and that's kind of Elfhelm. But even then, even then, Elfhelm can't do what these guys can do at range. Like Once you open up that range gap and really, really start focusing on that Master Archer special rule, you know, using it to pick off horses, you know, 
picking out shamans and stuff like that, it can be absolutely lethal. Especially once you factor in, you know, maybe you have an AME kicking around with a throwing spear and well, maybe two dozen archers or some, some outriders and stuff and really focus firing and putting some chip wounds from your other sources of ranged damage on a target, these guys can go for that kill shot any day of the week because the moment an enemy model hits one wound, even if they're ring race or something like that, ring race, oh my god, ring race hate these guys, um, you can put some serious, serious, serious pressure on your opponent. And that's, that's what I love is that the tactical flexibility with these guys um, just adds another leather level of depth into the game that I think is is much needed because it allows you to play Rohan in very different ways. And there are certain builds that you can do uh, to really make these guys shine. Uh, cough, Helm, Helmerhand, Cough. Um, but yeah, I I struggle to not take one now in any of my Rohan lists. Even Listen. when I'm running all mounted, I will still sneak. You know. Even just one, sometimes three, just foot guys, just three rando king's huntsmen's just there in an all-mounted Rohan list, except for these three because they're just going to sit, you know, in some terrain and absolutely snipe out all the things in the world. Yeah, and very it's handy. a lot of fun. Mm. Interesting. I I always saw it as a staple in the the foot Rohan army list. That's where I always see this guy, and and he's he's a pain because he sits there in like a forest or something really dense and just snipes away at you and has a billion in the ways and still shoots through and starts constantly taking off wounds off all any soft heroes he just goes for it doesn't he like anything that's got a, a wound or two he's just chipping wounds off and and hoping for that jackpot the jackpot often doesn't happen but it's that threat value like you have to deal with this guy you can't just let him snipe away jeremy, from the game. jeremy this is why you take three of them that's that's when no, the jack jackpot will ping I have had a game where I managed to refund a grand total of eight points of might from their jackpot master archer special because fun fact, it also applies in combat. Yeah, that's sneaky. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You like were you one? playing a monster list or a hero list? That must have sucked for your opponent. <laughs> um, they were playing like a weird kind of um Azog's Legion kind of list. So they have Bolg. A bunch of the uh, two troll brutes and then a couple of captains and stuff and i knocked out one captain early uh knocked off bulk's uh wag early knocked like got a captain down really low and then went in killed one of the other trolls with like another one of my main heroes i think it was like amy or something and then just yeah just just basically had one of them following amy around the whole game and then just using them to piggyback an extra wound or two in and it's just, yeah it just it was just brutal yeah a cheeky little 50 point model with blood and glory on steroids you can't really go wrong can you absolutely uh bargain basement value i, I really like him also pretty unassuming i, I really think this guy mm. is is like a little hidden gem in the list because at, at, at first look 50 points it can be tough to justify with all the other options you have but he's definitely a put him on the table and see what he can do type yeah. model because he, he can do a lot. If, if you ever, if any of our listeners out there, if you really, really want to experiment and really like kind of see what we're talking about, play a 650 point game and take three of them and just watch what happens. Yeah. Because it, Especially they, if your opponent oh, has 500 points or something like that. Take, take more. It's, it's, it's pretty phenomenal what they can do. Heck, maybe later we'll give you an exact list to use. I think there's a segment that we can do that in. Um, <laughs> moving right along <laughs> on to the captains of Rohan. I'm going to go into these guys. So they are man, Rohan, infantry, hero, heroes of fortitude, uh, basic 
Captain level dude. 4, 4 plus in terms of fight. Move 6, strength 4, defense 5, 2 attack, 2 wound, courage 4, 2, 1, 1, one might will fate, all the usual stuff. Armor and a sword or an axe, which actually can be really handy. Uh, heroic march, as per usual. Uh, and they have a lot of options. They can get a horse for 10 points or bow, heavy armor, shield, and throwing spears, 5 points each. So you can really customize them to how you want to use them. Uh, expert rider and horse lord, of course. And they actually have, uh, as Kylie mentioned earlier, a rise riders of Thaden. So they do get the plus one bonus to their fight value on a turn in which they charge. Now, that all sounds really good. And they're quite cheap at uh, 45 points base. So you're throwing a, uh, let's say you're throwing a shield and heavy armor and a horse and probably one of the ranged options at least, to be honest. Uh, they do end up being 80 points. So, you know, they're, they're not the cheapest captain level models. But 80? Where are you getting your math from? 70? Let's uh, full kit out. Am I? Yeah, you're right. 70. My bad. My bad. 70. And even then, even then, sometimes I don't think you need that extra wall gear option. Well, no, you don't tank, need you don't... it, Kylie. I'm just saying, if you want to fully uh, kid him out. I'm just, yeah. Yes. Okay, no, you're okay, absolutely okay. right. Usually though. my 70... captains of Rohan come in at 65. Yes, okay. 65 points. Let's just say so. you're running a Kylie captain of Rohan at 65 points. I think you run into an issue. And I think that issue is there are so many good options in this list around that points level for heroes. Slightly more expensive, perhaps, but around that points level that... Perhaps the captains get left behind a little bit. I think there's quite a bit of march in here too. At the very least, I know Thayden uh, had it. Yep, heroic march. So, what do you guys think? Is there a place for the captains of Rohan? Uh, yes, 100% yes. I actually think they're one of the last staple captains in the game. Hmm. Interesting. Because here's, 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 here's my reasoning. Here's my reasoning. A lot of the options that you'll take when creating combos within your army list outside of um, uh, perhaps uh, gambling uh, don't have march, right? And sometimes they're not in a good position to march. But specifically, when you're teaming them up with um, things like uh, like your, um, your gamblings, you want a hero that you can burn down quickly and keep just generating that extra might point a turn right because you don't want you don't want to drop one of your big carry heroes with three might like an urkin rand or or, or a theta down a one might early on in the game when you're just you're jostling out but dropping a captain down a one might it's kind of yeah, it's kind of you know forget about it kind of deal like you're not overly fussed dropping a captain down to one might, to zero might, and then bring it back up to one might again. You can keep calling that heroic march every single turn, or you know, forcing out those heroic move every single turn because you want to keep those those big brawler heroes like your Thaden, your your, your Aemir, your, your all of you know Durnhelm, Elfhelm, all them. You want to have them stay at three might for when you first go into combat because that first turn charge. I mean. You both have done it so many times. I've seen you do it against me. I have done it against you. Just, you throw those dice out. You don't hit that five on the four dice. And then you wish you had that extra my point there to bump that four into the six to make sure you win your first turn worth of charging and get aggressive on the first go. You must be confusing me with someone else, Kylie. I've never <laughs> failed a first turn charge. Never. 
Now, I, I, I was going to say as well, Kylie, I do agree that the gambling combination is definitely a possibility, but also um, I'm a big fan of the, the appendix lists where you've got um, the non-War of the Ring era Rohan, and they're, they're definitely a staple in those sort of armies. So your, I, your Helm, Helmahan, yeah. and your um, Aeol the Young. But it's yeah, it, it's it's a decent option. And it's a good captain, but it, it also you've got... I don't know. Does this list have the. I don't know if it's got the most heroes. It's got a huge number of heroes, and they're all vote like they're all good. None of them are really stinkers. That well, mm. maybe we'll find some. We'll, we'll we'll get to that when we get I, to them. But but yeah. yeah, it's it's a good option. But it, it, I agree with Matt that it is sometimes overshadowed. But uh, yeah, if you want to want to take that combination, you can do that. But you can also do it with the other heroes as well, Kylie, for only a little bit of extra points as well. So I don't know. I I think it's. I think it's a viable option, but I don't think for most people, uh, I don't think it's the first choice they go to, and they might put one in the list. But rarely you'll see a whole bunch of them, and that's oh no, you're not going to see a whole bunch of them. But I think um, definitely one, maybe two, um, because I think as well, I think you're both forgetting a lot about the uh, the legions um, out there, Um, and as Jeremy already said, the appendix options. But in some of the legions, uh, I'm thinking Theodred's host. Um, I'm thinking um, Riders of Amia, those kind of lists where you will use up your allotment of named heroes quite quickly and you will want another hero and the only thing available left to you is a captain. Oh, you're right. In that case, yeah, I'd probably take a captain when there's no other options, mm. definitely. Yeah, when you've got yeah. no other options, it's a good yeah. choice. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I will say, I think there's <laughs> one profile that vastly overshadows them and we'll come to that in just a little bit but um yeah look there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them i think that's fair to say uh and you're yeah, yeah. certainly not going wrong by taking them in a list especially because they do and you got so many well. so many model choices as well there's heaps of these guys that, that were released weren't there there was a mm-hmm. good amount of foot guys and some some captains as well you got got heaps of options for a profile that you only ever take one <laughs> yeah that's right um, on to the next one. So we have the absolute the staple. stock the standard, staple. boys. Go ahead, Kylie. I know you want to talk about it. Go on. All right. We have the generic, the vanilla, the one of the best models since their inception into the game, the humble Rider of Rohan. Many changes has this model gone through, but they are still one of the best valued models in the game. We have a Rider of Rohan at 14 points. We have the man, Rohan, cavalry and warrior keywords. We are move six fight three with a shoot value of four plus strength three defense five one attack one wound courage three so pretty mediocre across the board for war gear we have armor a sword or axe shield bow and horse so we have a lot of war gear options there a lot of flexibility for options we can get a war horn for 30 points a banner for 25 and the piece de resistance a throwing spear for two points probably some of the best two points you will ever spend in a game special rules we have of course expert Rider and Arise Riders of Theoden. So getting a lot off the charge there. Plus one fight value if Theoden is on the board and within 12 and plus one strength from the army bonus. So these guys, they fill so many roles. They are the multi-tool of multi-tools. They can shoot, they can fight, they hit hard and they have pretty decent fight value all for a pretty damn affordable price of 14 or 16 points most likely. Yeah, and uh, very important to add that they do not count towards your force's bow limit at all. So you completely ignore them. They are free bows. Ignore bow limit entirely. 
So um, you can get a lot of shooting in a Rohan army. A lot. And that, in fact, used to be entirely how they were used, wasn't it, Kylie? They were very much move about, shoot your opponents what, what, down. Ex- excuse me, excuse me. What do you mean this used to be how they hey, used? Hey, I meant exclusively. Now we've got more options. We've got more options. But back in the day, the meta was, or at least in, in my day, in my heyday, back when I was a, a Chad Rohan user, I was uh, kite around my opponent's force, shoot them to bits, one big charge, and Bob's your uncle, you know, game over. Um, that was my experience with Rohan. I made a lot of enemies. Um, some of them, I believe, are still gunning for me to this day. Uh, yes, I most certainly am. <laughs> it, was, it was probably not the most fun force to play against, but now, of course, they're even better. They were uh, one point more, I believe, than they used to be. Is that right? Or did they used to have the option? Yes, yeah, one, yeah, point, one more. point more. Yes. So that's for the fight value uh, potential, obviously. But, yeah, throwing spears, goodness me. Any army with throwing spears, immediately top tier. The uh, Especially mounted. What do you even do? What do you even do against them? They're just moving away uh, from Well, you. you basically... Yeah, basically, you have to take card and gauge. It's part of the reason why... All competitive army lists now have to take hard engage. They have to take something with march, or a twelve-inch fly, or some sort of long-range spell, uh, like a compel something to bring to gap close. Because hey, 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 keep it can't... secret. This is, this <laughs> is know, tactics. But, but this is the model. This is the model that defined why you need a gap closer in your army. Like you can't not. Yeah. Even totally shooting agree. armies need gap closers now. Like, hello. Yeah, that's right. Th- this army hello? will shoot you. It absolutely Sorry, I'm not responding to you until it's keep it secret. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it a bit later. But yeah, Riders of Rohan, uh, absolute gun of a uh, sort of basic troop. And, you know, in most lists, obviously, your infantry is going to be the basic troop. It's not how it works here. Not not how it works in Rohan. It's a little bit different. Yes. And also, you can take them without horses if you want the Ro- Warrior of Rohan profile, which is everything we said about Riders of Rohan, except nowhere near as good because you don't get all the chargey bonusy stuff because you don't have a horse. But you've got for... A, well, it's a real... Six points! Come on, that's got to be a typo. That's ridiculous. <laughs> as, as a ruffian player, I object. That, that's ludicrous. Six points, you get uh, move six, fight three, four plus, three, four, one, one, three. Pretty standard man, but... Clearly a fighter, clearly trained. Armor and sword or axe, which you get to choose. And, you know, the, the kind of people that take axes and the kind of people who take swords, you make your choice there. Warhorn, once again, chuck that option out. Banner, good. Throwing spears, excellent. Bow, good. Shield, good. You get some good choice of options here. And they, they are really, really low points for, for what they do. These guys are, are pretty handy in that way. Sometimes they are just your dismounts, and other times they are an absolute staple for your army. Do what you want with them. And sometimes they even get to use their throwing spears as spears, which is particularly dirty. Yes, that legion bonus. I still don't know why it exists, why we are allowed to use throwing spears as spears. Um, it awakens some very oh, old grudges. I was going to say. very angry parts of me. It totally targeted um, at you, Kylie, for that one specific. Oh, do you want to tell the story? Oh, you can go ahead. Uh, do we save it? Nah, just, we, just tell it. Save no, it? just tell it. No, all right, no, all, right, just... all, right, all right, all right, all right. Once, once upon a time, when I was a wee little girl, still over six foot tall, but that's beside the point, I went to a tournament way up north in Canberra. And there was a particular player that was running a particular Rohan list. Uh, and they had gone through the entire tournament 
are playing their throwing spears as regular run-of-the-mill spears. And it irked me. It irked me to no end. And I thought, you know, being who I was, that it was because they didn't understand what the rules were. They didn't know what a throwing spear did and how good it was. So I stupidly, or maybe not stupidly, maybe hopefully, uh, opened my big mouth and pointed out to my uh, opponents that they had throwing spears, not regular spears. At which point, my opponent decided to, for lack of a better term, chuck a wobbly, um, completely started screaming his head off at me, uh, to the point of nearly bringing me to tears. I think I actually may have cried. I can't quite remember. But the point of the matter was, I got verbally assaulted viciously by this guy, um, to the point where he basically just stormed off. Like, th this is at a convention hall too, so think the surrounding 30 meters just all looking at this guy just unloading on me. Um, and he weirdly went on about how I was abusing his son somehow. It was very, it was a very complicated, weird part. Of... Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, point and close is that that game ended up being a forfeit, but according to the tournament organizer, a forfeit does not award full points to me. It is a draw for both players. And I won so, that tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Worked that one out. What a good time that was. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, that guy, did, I don't think, actually managed to win any of his games using the spears as spears, or the throwing spears as spears. So, yeah, I, I can understand why you did uh, question it, Kylie. But uh, yeah, I think that's a teaching moment. I think it's a little teaching moment. Maybe just. Well, uh, you got you got to remember at the time I was nineteen. Yeah. Well, not were you? Ah. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. Yes, I nineteen. Uh, I reckon you were closer to twenty-one, but okay, I'll give you it. Anyway, this we'll is not say what we're twenty, doing. and we'll we'll round it off there. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So I think this rule was introduced specifically to give you uh, flashbacks to that moment. And, I still get uh, flashbacks to that moment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you, Matt. I destroyed. Anyway, anyway, I destroyed you in our game you in that did, tournament you too, me and which I won is the tournament like somehow. oh, <laughs> on count back. Oh yeah, that was great. That time. that I lost because someone forfeited to me, so we both got nil sportsmanship for that yeah, round. Yeah, and the count back was on sportsmanship. It was messed up. What a great way! Hey, hey, calm down. I got full points Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, that was 10 years outriders. ago. Let's move Carly, on. Let's move on. No. Matt, outriders. 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 All right. Outriders. All right. What yes. Uh, they Do you are... want this one, Matty? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, take, I'll it. take it. I'll take it. I'll, we'll rush through these. Okay. Rohan, Outrider, eight points. Man, Rohan, Infantry, Warrior. These guys used to be uh, disgusting, but not so bad anymore. They are fight three, three plus shoot. So three plus, very nice. Strength three, defense four, one attack, one wound, courage three. They have an armor, sword, and bow. Uh, you can give them a horse for five points to make sure they actually are an outrider. You are obligated to call them outwalkers if you decide to take them on foot. It is a required uh, verbal decision there. Uh, they do have expert rider, so why wouldn't you give them a horse? Uh, and they also have Vanguard, which is a cool little rule. Uh, they may use friendly hero models, stand fast regardless of range. So... Unfortunately, these guys actually don't get a lot of the bonuses that the riders do. So while they do have the 3 plus shoot value, which can be handy, they do count towards your bow limit. 
And because none of the riders do, you can't really take these guys and riders and nothing else that doesn't, uh, that, and no other models. You have to have some other stuff that doesn't have bows, which can be a little bit tricky to do. I think, uh, well, another profile that we'll get to will, will allow you to do that. But yeah, they're kind of a weird spot in the list. I think it is kind of handy to have a handful of them because of that uh, standfast range and because they're quite cheap. Uh, at the, yeah, uh, it's 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 super useful. Mm. That standfast range allows you to to play a, play scenarios like domination and stuff in a very awkward manner for your opponent and really spread out the objectives. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. which can be very very fun to do. So I think the important thing is just to keep in mind that bow limit rule and uh, how you're going to have to work around that. But otherwise, not a terrible option. I I, I would take a, a couple. I mean, let's let's be honest. There's not a single person who is ever going to take a Rohan list that doesn't have at least half a dozen Royal Guard. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Understandable. So yeah, and half a dozen outwalkers. And half a dozen outwalkers. Absolutely right. <laughs> they were actually like just better than Warriors of Rohan for a little bit there too. Because I, w- I will, I will admit, I will admit, just quietly, just quietly, I do love the way the design team balanced this model. Um, aside from the obvious, which is removing the fate point and making them warriors instead of heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out back to the old days and the gambling banner and outwork. Out, outrider out slash outwalker trick but in just in just simply increasing their base points up and lowering their horse option uh down so most most models of this kind of caliber will pay six points for a horse they're paying five points for a horse but they're still the same points as what they would be as an inf- as a standard cavalry model because they upped their their basic base point cost up to eight and i think that's really just it's it's just perfect rules writing right there that's, yeah it's just yeah. gorgeous it's just gorgeous going from one edition to the other i just i admire what they've done with this profile to make it balanced anyway i also enjoy adding one to one thing and subtracting <laughs> one from another thing that's one of I my favorite just things made them a mounted profile but uh here we are <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. no it's a good profile it, it, yeah it's the best iteration of it full yeah. stop it's it's hands fair down. to everyone yeah hands down capital uh, letter starting with a moving on <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I saw what you did there. Yeah, go on. Yeah. I think this is Jeremy's. Uh, Urkenbrand. This is Jeremy's one. No. Just, oh, but I wanted to call no, him Jerkenbrand. No, you taken all the profiles. Then... Go ahead, Jeremy. You got all of them, Kyle. All right, Come all right, down. all right. You have to call him Jerkenbrand, though, not Urkenbrand. No, I don't, because he's no longer a jerk. He's, he's yeah, he's maybe the one that, that doesn't get much play anymore, unfortunately. So, Urkenbrand, captain of Rohan, fantastic guy, giant of a man on a tiny little plastic horse. For 75 points, you get man, Rohan, infantry, hero of fortitude. Uh, the profile looks very similar to a lot of Rohan hero profiles. Move of six, fight five, four plus, strength of four, defense of seven, native, because he comes with lots of lots of war gear. Two attacks, two wounds, courage four, three might, one will, one fate, heavy armor, sword, shield, Horn of the Hammerhand. Very impressive sounding horn. It's a war horn that adds 2 plus courage rather than 1 plus. However, it only affects friendly Rohan models. Yeah, that's all fine. So you've got, a, you've got a, a courage increasing guy. Heroic actions are March and Strength. Interesting. March, not the strike. Uh, horse options for 10. Yeah, he's going to take his little horse. And then if you include Urkenbrand, you can upgrade any number of riders of Rohan in his warband. So up to, what is that, 12? to Westfold Red Shields at a cost of one point per model. Westfold Red Shields count as being in range of a banner if Urkenbrand is within three inches. So, yeah, that's that's somewhat underwhelming for, for an extra point per one to get a, a banner effect when you've probably already got banner effects. 
And then you've got Expert Rider and a Horse Lord. Okay, uh, Matt, what do you think? Look, I think he's a better option than a Captain. Uh, I think with the plus two Courage, uh, cheaper than a regular Warhorn plus Captain. Uh, I think he gives you the March and you get three of them instead of two. Uh, and I think uh, he's pretty good value. But um, yeah, I think they missed a trick with the Red Shields. The Red Shields, of course, used to be plus one fight. And they were an absolute staple. They were they were just Riders of Rohan, but better. But um, now the three-inch banner is a real issue because they're cavalry models. You're not really getting them all in all the time. It's not really worth buying more than four or five of them, to be honest. Uh, I reckon if you do go that way, it's, it's not a bad idea. If you've got, like, just the right amount of points to get him, a handful of Westfold Red Shields... And if you feel like courage may be an issue, maybe you decide to go a little bit cheaper and, and forego the Rohan Royal Guard. But overall, Rohan Royal Guard are better than Westfold Red Shields for sure. They can get to the Fight 5 now. Rohan Red Shields cannot. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of comparing it to how it used to be with my lists. Uh, Urk and Bram was an absolute staple in Rohan lists. The plus two courage was invaluable back in the day, uh, because the right, the Rohan Royal Guard were more expensive and not as good value as they are now. So that fight for was huge, the, and yeah, and the courage as well. So, I don't know, he's kind of in a weird spot, but I do think, you know, if you're going to be taking a captain and you've got a little bit of extra points left over, he's the better option there. i be honest with you, I don't know how he fits in with the Legendary Legions. I'm not sure how that all shakes out. So maybe you can shed some light on that for me, Kylie. Yeah, it's um, he, it's really interesting, right? Because I feel like when they went into this new edition, they they gave up a lot of opportunity to make Urken Brand really interesting. And I feel like what they've done with him is they've just kind of put him in a space where he doesn't add a lot. Like, well, not add a lot. He adds quite a lot. Like, statistically on paper, just writing down everything he, he provides is really good, but it's redundant on top of so many other things. Mm. So it's great if you don't have any op- other options, like, for instance, in the Riders of Aemir list, he's quite a good good pickup because, you know, plus two courage when you can't get bodyguard and being in range of a banner when... You know, you don't have access to the fancy banners or anything like that is really helpful. But in terms of, you know, what you could have done to have him see play but make him a choice of an options, like you look at what um Darawine provides to an army, look at what Elfhelm provides to an army, or even even Eowyn, what Eowyn provides to an army, just Urkenbrand just doesn't stack up. He's not bruisery enough. He's not yeah, he has a stack of might, but which Rohan hero doesn't i mean they're all 311 basically um yeah he has might but this is rohan march is like a everywhere and banners aren't that hard to get access of so you're kind of feeling a void that didn't need to didn't need to be filled and yes the plus two warhorn is still crazy but why did they have to go to a plus two warhorn why do they have to keep that why could they have not gone to what they did for helm which is the horn makes him cause terror on the charge or, or back to his old horn, which is once per game you can blow on the horn and all Rohan models on the table get counted as being in range of a banner. You know, why do the Redfields have to come as, you know, 
can be in range of Ivana. Why can't they have some other neat special, you know, maybe gives them extra courage or maybe, you know, they gain the boldest, the bold special rule or something like that. Like, there are other options to draw inspiration from and, like, even some of the War of the Rings stuff that he had back in the day, you know, had some weird stuff with shenanigans with, like, heroic strike and heroic duel and stuff like that. There were options to make him more interesting and fill a role in the list that would have made made him more of a, a a part of the conversation rather than the eh, brush off to the side which is where he is now and it's it's a little disappointing to see a model that was you know even if he was broken was so beloved when he first came out because of what he did for an army and it's sad to see that not be carried over into the new edition because he's outshined we've got to stop calling it new edition because it's been out for years now but i know but he, um, you know the latest to, ma- to answer your question because because that was a roundabout way to not answer the question <laughs> at all he's in the riders of ame list okay uh the legendary legion only which is the one that doesn't get a huge amount of play okay there you go so he misses out on any of the really strong functional uh legions i think yeah he's not in riders of Thade yeah. or anything yeah, like that yeah. which actually i think is it does make sense thematically so that's mm-hmm. fair enough um it was actually strange that he was such a ubiquitous uh rohan model because he didn't actually fight all that much in the books i uh yeah Yeah. so Hmm. it was odd that he was just this guy that everybody took him everybody took him he was he was just he was the you know perfect value model it was so good but um i think he's still really good in in a pure rohan list that's not a legion for sure like a a might uh what am i saying a three might hero always is like is always good value uh a plus two warhorn insane always going to be useful but yeah the westfall red shield certainly lost a lot of cachet i I think man you you were coming up with suggestions kylie i would have liked uh one of the things you said was uh something to do with terror i would have liked uh causes terror on the charge with when within six of Hmm. of urkenbrand something like that like that'd be amazing for a a point yeah that'd be really really good unique in the list as well yeah I would have loved to have seen something as well, um, instead of like the Horn of Hammer. Like I know the Horn of Hammerhand is kind of, you know, a very historical part of the Rohan list, but I would have loved to have seen something with a shield. Because that shield is huge. No other Rohan hero gets a shield that unique. It's a very unique looking shield and a very unique part of his model and they've just done nothing with it. Yeah, it's just a regular just shield. made it yeah. it's just a yeah, it's I would have liked to have seen something cool, um, with that, maybe he can force heroes in base contact with him to re-roll their strike, mm. or something like that. He, that he could doesn't be even have heroic defense, and he's got this whopping great shield. Like, <laughs> I know. It's very odd. Even, like, make it just the Oaken Shield or something like that, where he can shield yeah. and do a single blow or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that would... Uh, the, honestly, at that point, he starts to become interesting. Maybe you could shield whilst on a whilst horse. Whilst mounted, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah that's interesting that could too. be huge. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Options... And none of them were used. Mm. Ah, well, anyway, you know, still, moving on. Still a good model. Anyway, yeah, next one. Uh, Elfhelm. <laughs> Such wish listening. Uh, Kyle, you get this one, I think. Yes, because I'm probably the only one that has the profile up in front of me. Uh, Elfhelm is a captain. Elf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, Elfhelm, captain of Rohan, 65 points with the man Rohan infantry hero keyword. He is a hero of fortitude leading up to 12 guys, so handy there. Uh, move six, fight 
4, which is a bit of a letdown for a hero model, but we'll let it slide. A shoot value of a 3+, which will come in big handy right in a moment. Uh, strength 4, defense 6, 2 attacks, 2 wounds, courage of 4. Uh, 3 might, 1 will, 1 fate. For war gear, has armor, sword, shield, and throwing spears. For heroic abilities, heroic accuracy and heroic defense. Defense is huge here, and we will get into why. Uh, for options, obviously a horse. It's Rohan list, everyone gets a horse, except for one model, which we'll get into in a little moment. Uh, special rules, uh, expert rider and horse lord, and his signature special rule is pinpoint accuracy. Elfhelm may re-roll to hit, to wound, and in the way rolls when using a throwing spear. Additionally, Elfhelm never receives the minus one penalty for moving and shooting when using a throwing spear. Oh my god, this guy has so much utility in a Rohan list, it is not funny. He can run around the back leading troops, moving them around. He can get up and dirty, snipe out enemy horses or create openings in a line with his throwing spear. He has heroic defense so he can buy you time by going charging those nasty things. He's just such a great jack-of-all-trades kind of a model and just frustratingly annoying to deal with. Yeah, I uh, I had many battles against uh, Andrew Coleman running Elfhelm, uh, and I was often running my High Elves with uh, a couple of mounted heroes, and I'd look across the board, I'd look at his army, I'm like, oh yeah, I could, I could deal with that, I could deal with that, and I'd spot Elfhelm, and I'd go, oh yeah, the horse killer, that bloke, uh, gonna have to do something about him, because he would snipe any, uh, he would snipe enemy horses out from under them with Without fail. Every single game he would do it. Uh, the absolute worst. Sometimes, at one point, I just dismounted Gilgalad. I just gave up. I just gave up. I just said, <laughs> fine. Okay, I'm just getting off my horse. Bugger it. Because uh, he would just, with it, without fail, every single time, knock out the horse from under me. If you don't have Horse Lord, just forget about it. Just dismount now. Alright? Just walk And with three him. might behind it, it's so reliable. Oh. Like, him... It's disgusting. It's, it's, it's like a 70 plus percentage to hit. Yeah. That's just a hit. And then with three might, he's almost guaranteed to wound. Mm -hmm. Like with the rerolls and stuff. It's just. Yeah. Five plus to insane. wound, rerolls, three might. I, I mean, it, he just kills horses. That's all he does. It's what he does. Um, and like you said, uh, yeah, okay, five. Uh, sorry, fight four, nothing to uh, write home about, but that's not his job. It doesn't matter. Uh, what, what he does is he takes out those mounts from under you and he'll do it all day long. Uh, it's... He buy and he buys tempo with it too because one of the things that really really frustrates me when playing against Elfheim, which is a great part about his design and his kit, is he has weaknesses in the fight for courage for, um, and defense six. It's it's not it's not major stats, but if he gets into you and and gets that throwing spear off and hits and kills your horse and you don't roll the six, that means you can't strike back, which means he buys him a turn worth of tempo, which means he can fight you without you know, strikes coming back at his face, which means next turn he can charge you again, call the heroic defense, which means he's bought another turn. And then on the third and final turn, you might even be able to sneak in another defense. He can buy you easily two turns, sometimes three, four turns, you know, upwards if, if you're rolling well. And that's what's so frustrating. He's this massive tempo sink in your army and can, he's just, he's the king of tempo. He's one of the best models in the game to buy for you in one of the lists that uses tempo better than any other list. Yep, and cool new model, really good. I love that. That's how I, I use him mostly, Kylie. Is that like tank roll? 
where you just go and say, okay, this is a really big threatening guy. I don't really want anyone else to deal with him, so I'll just charge Elfhelm into him in heroic defense. So charge, get a get a chance doing some damage on the throw experience, and then just defend it out and hope to survive. Mm, and he, he pairs particularly well with uh, another hero, doesn't he? We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. Yes. Uh, but right now, let's move on to our next one, and that's going to be... Grimbold of Grimslade. Uh, Jeremy. Yes. Yep, Grimbold, old classic one, 60 points, infantry on foot only. Let's get this out of the way. You can't give him a horse. He should have a horse. He's got a horse in all the stories, but someone just doesn't think he should have a horse, and, and they're wrong. What? Heroic what? strength, what? two-handed axe. Sorry, no, I'll, I'll say it in a bit. Say it in a bit. You're going to argue about that one anyway. Just... Anyway, uh, for Grimbold, you can get Helmingers, and Helmingers, for one point, you get strength four infantry guys. Really cool. He's got Mighty Blow. Oh, my That's God, he has Mighty Blow? Well. Mm-hmm. Yes, he has yeah. Mighty Blow. Oh. Did I go through the stats? I didn't go through the stats. Uh, same thing as everyone. Five, uh, six, five, four plus four, five, two, two, four, three, one, one. Um, nice, nice theme for the the uh, Fords of Eisen, which I like. So it goes well with Theodred, and uh, I think Urkenbrand is. No, Urken, yeah, Urkenbrand was over there at the the Fords. So yeah, yeah, good, good model. Um, bizarrely, doesn't have a horse. I don't know why. Uh, anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, um. Do you like the sculpt of this guy? Because I always thought he was just way too chunky. He's really big. I don't yeah. mind it. Okay. I don't mind it either. I don't mind right, it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, strength. He's supposed to be bigger yeah, strength. So I, I don't don't know why he's he could, well he could afford to have strength five or something like that if he always worries have strength four. But I, I do like it because he he looks slightly different. Mm-hmm. And I've made a whole bunch of um, Viking models into the Helmingers, so they look kind of similar as well. So he stands out differently. It's not. It's not from the days where everything was amazing. Like it's not up to the standard of the new four drill ones or even some of the new plastic ones. But it does the job. It's a it's a nice model. It adds, adds it's a hero that does something totally different than everyone else on the list. So I like that. Yeah, would like a horse. But anyway. Yeah. What part of Grimbold take your Arid past the right flank and then he rides off? Does the he design, walks it. He runs it. Does the design team not not understand? He was doing it like uh, King Arthur and Monty Python. It was he didn't actually have a horse. Just had someone falling yeah. behind him with a coconut. Yeah, that's right. Um, I will admit though, I did not expect the mighty blow. Yeah. That's yeah. I that that has never come up in one of my well, games. It kind of surprised me. I'll a tell bit. you why, Kylie. No one's running him, and I, and I'll tell you exactly why. There's two big issues with this profile. Uh, one of them, no heroic strike, and the other one, no hand weapon. He is double-handed only, and he has no way of mitigating that outside of his just regular three might points. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty unfortunate, um, and I suspect it's a large... I suspect people do take him and then realise he can't win a fight, and they just kind of go, well... you got to tag team. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's I was about to say. He's, he's got to be that second he, guy. He is. In. Yeah. He's Because he's, he's on an infantry base, so he can, he's pretty manoeuvrable. Mm. He's pretty easy to slip into a fight. I mean, if you can get him and literally any other hero with strike into a guy, I mean, he's your coup de grace. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll go in and he'll whack something for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels very one-dimensional. It's there's there's not much else to add to him, is there? That's what he does. Yeah, but strength strength four warriors are pretty nice. Yeah, so th- yeah. that's no, that's true. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's all to say about Grimbold. I'm going to take the next one. Uh, no, I'm not because I don't have that model. Uh, Aldor, Kylie. Aldor. Uh, yes, I just needed to scroll up from where I was. I was a little bit further down. I was at the other little kid. 
Uh, but Eldor, the old man, uh, Eldor, Rohan Archer, he comes in at a bargain basement, 20 points, with the man Rohan Infantry Hero keyword. And he is an independent hero, so you can slot him into another warband if you so choose. Uh, move 6, uh, f uh, fight value 3, shoot value 5 plus, strength 3, defense 4, 1 attack, 1 wound, courage 4, with 1 might, 1 will, 1 fate. So a little Ranger of the Northy type kind of vibe going on there. Uh, war gear, uh, armor, sword, and bow, heroic actions, heroic accuracy, and special rules, unsteady nerves. Eldor must always shoot first in the shoot phase, even before heroic shoots are resolved. And finally, his other special rule is lucky shot. Eldor must reroll failed two hit and two wound rolls when firing his bow. So he hits on a five plus, which is kind of funny. So he rerolls to hit, rerolls to wound, and he's shooting before literally everything in the game, which is kind of hilarious in a weird kind of way. I think he's a really kind of quirky profile that you know, if you want a bit of fun, a bit of flavor in your game, just slot him in there. He can, he can, he can, he can do. A, he can do a little bit here and there. This is the closest thing that our game has to a joke profile, really, and I, it's really good. <laughs> and I like it. Um. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it, it is, it is. But for twenty points, as a little um, like a heroic accuracy gambling spam is is pretty mm. nice to be able That's to just, just throw that heroic accuracy constantly because um, there's not a lot that have that just native for it, and having the one might already means that you've got something to spend that early might on if you go for the shooting build with gambling. So I, I really, I, I rate this guy. 20 points is, is a bargain for it. Yes, the profile's nothing to write home about, but it's that 20 points independent hero, one point of might that, that does the work. You just chuck him in gambling's warband and away you go. You're suddenly very accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool little profile. And I just he's just funny. So that's always a plus. Mm. <laughs> um, yep. The other one, Kylie, that you were also looking at just then. Yeah. I'll oh, do this. Ahead, I'll do Jeremy. the other one. Oh, because Jeremy, go for it. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> so Helleth, son of Hammer, is is thirty points, and this is, this is well, he's not not cheap, but what he does is really cool. Uh, independent hero, same thing as before. Fight three, four plus strength three, defense four, one attack, two wounds, courage five. Very very courageous. What? One might, one will, two fate, and then he's got armor, sword, and a bow. Uh, heroic defense, which is well, you've got one point of might, but that that could be nice. And once again, you can go that do that gambling interaction if you feel like it. Uh, special rules, though, there is always hope. Whilst within six inches of Aragorn, Haleth increases his attacks to two. That's nice. But even better, fight to the last. If at the start of the fight phase Haleth is engaged in combat for the duration of the turn, Aragorn and other friendly Rohan infantry models within six inches of Haleth. Add one plus their fight value. This benefit ends immediately if he is slain. So that that's yeah. Rohan infantry Insane. getting one plus fight value. Aragorn cool, getting cool, cool. plus one fight value. Insane. Mm, extremely good. Yeah. 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 So he's he's the Thaden of uh, the Rohan infantry. And and they made him unkillable with two wounds, two fate, and a heroic defense. In which is also better than Thaden. He's, <laughs> he's so hard to kill. <laughs> This, this little kid was the bane of my game, or so many of my games, particularly against, um, oh, damn it. Uh, who's the Eastling player from out west in our area? Oh, I can't remember his okay. name. Uh, That's going to drive me nuts. Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim. Yeah, oh, my Jim. God, Jim. Jim knows how to handle this guy. Oh, my God. He, this, this little kid single-handedly nearly won G Jim the game by... Getting Aragorn critically up to fight seven, allowing him to duel, uh, uh, and, uh, allowing him to duel, um, 
my Dragonite, and then later, after he killed the Dragonite, allowing him to duel Amdur, which was super, super, super clutch. And the only reason why I managed to sneak through and get rid of Haleth was because I decided to throw a full pike support down and just hope to roll a six. And I rolled lots of sixes, and I got my rolled my way out of it but yes it's it's super annoying super obnoxious just being able to even use him as an off tank to run in heroic defense every other turn with the buffer of the two wounds and two fate is just it's very handy and very reliable um and i think if you're running any sort of rohan infantry list he's an auto include yeah brutal yeah love it i i think it's just a nice little profile to have too like it's just kind of again. It's another funny one. I, I just like Aldor and Haleth just because like they're, they're these dudes and they're just like let's make some rules for these guys. How are we going to make this thematic but also funny and cool? And they did it. They did a good job. And I always like when they do that. I always like when they bring something a little bit more unique and and interesting to these uh, little profiles. Anyway, um, I think we can move right along to our next lot. So uh, this will be the Royal Guard style heroes. And, and, of course, the Royal Guards themselves. Uh, we're starting with Gambling. And Gambling is a Captain of Rohan, 55 points. Man Rohan, Infantry Hero of Fortitude. Four, uh, move 6, Fight 4, 4 plus, so the lower fight value. Strength 4, Defense 6, 2 Attacks, 2 Wounds, Carry 4, 3 Might, 1 Will, 1 Fate. So our, another uh, Captain Level 3 Might Hero. Heavy Armor and a Sword. He's got Heroic March, very handy. Heroic Defense, very handy. Uh, and of course, the you can take a horse for 10 points, but the reason that you are taking Gambling is for the Royal Standard of Rohan at 50 points. The Royal Standard of Rohan is a precious heirloom and a banner. Additionally, any Rohan hero models that are within 3 inches of the Royal Standard of Rohan at the start of any turn and have no might remaining automatically add one point of might to their store. This can't take their might beyond the starting level, so zero might heroes luck out. And Gambling suffers no penalties for carrying the Royal Standard of Rohan, which is absolutely awesome for him. That's really cool. Um, Insane. This is why we were talking about all these sort of one-might heroes being useful in this situation, why uh, captains could be useful because you, you burn the might, you get some back. Uh, it, it even works well with uh, King's Huntsman early on. Uh, you can just burn all that might and keep getting might back and then get all your might back and then get some more might back and you keep getting might back. Uh, Rohan gets a lot of might back. Uh, he also has a three other special rules. Expert Rider, Horse Lord, of course. And he's a Swarm Protector of Theoden. So he's not running a away as long as Theoden's around as well. Uh, absolutely fantastic profile. Um, at one point... Matt, did you um, yep. did you mention that he can only do that, that might increase to one hero now? Is that... Uh, yeah, sorry. Is that... That, that is the case, correct? That's a FAQ. Yeah, that's yeah, an FAQ. FAQ. Yeah. So uh, he can only do oh, it Rata, once... Yeah. Per turn, so one hero per turn. It's not just all your heroes get might back. If you were playing a few years ago, you might remember that he did used to do that. He used to grant you six, seven might points back in a single turn. Uh, it was disgusting, absolutely disgusting, horrible to play against, and thankfully they fixed that, and you're only getting the one might back per turn. But a free might point per turn, very, very good. Uh, I mean, and a banner, yeah, and and, and, and the, the banner, banner on top of, of that too. Yeah, so yeah. if you take off the points for the banner, it's a twenty-five points to get a free might point every turn. I Ooh. don't know about you, but I am definitely 
going to get at least six, seven, eight, and probably more might points than that off of gambling in any given game. Like, it is just so damn helpful, so damn useful, and so... I just I can't even think of the words. Like, just resource efficient. Like, you'd be a fool not to take it, honestly. It, it is... it is You are hard justified not to take the banner because of just how much it does in a game. Doubly so if you take Thaden. 100%. Yeah, and I think just in addition, it's worth pointing out, you know... Banners are hard to kill because they can pass uh, to other warriors and that sort of thing when they're on a warrior model. But this banner is very special because it has unlimited heroic defense. You can heroic defense forever if you decide to do so. Um, so, yeah, just extremely difficult to kill. Doesn't affect his combat ability at all. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a really powerful model. Uh, coming in at 115 with the lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it in, in some ways it does define Rohan. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, it, it, it has Rohan defining. Ever since Rohan had been a thing, honestly, uh, more so than their, or I would even say than their expert rider or horse lord, like, this special rule just changes the entire way you play the army list and gives you so many outs playing a game if anyone's played games with aragorn or even the wizards and stuff uh know just how useful getting free resources every turn to be proactive will just change the game because that's what this banner is allowing you to do essentially every turn is be proactive be aggressive get in people's faces and keep pushing the envelope keep pushing your opponent because when you have resources re recurring resources every turn you can play like that, and you can play without fear, and that's that's what makes this war gear item one of the most potent war gear items in the game. Like this is this is up there with with the crown of Morgul, and we've talked about how good that that thing is. Like it's 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 that good. Yeah, it's pretty good. No, I, I really like it. It makes everyone else jealous that there's no royal standard. It, it, we we all like it. I know that some people, the, the tipping point was the only one a turn because clearly they were playing before with everything. So you will get some people to say it's not as good as it was. It definitely is not. There's uh, some people say it's not worth it. We disagree, but... well, Disagree entirely. So good. Yep. In, in, in the words of old, young, little, mini Kylie, uh, I disagree with your opinion and fight me. So what was it, Jeremy? Yeah, anyway... What was it? was that this quote? Was that the quote? Oh no no! You just used to walk into to every event and yeah, just that's the you, one. you you just pick out pick out the the the, the sort of the person who was the the, the alpha gamer over there. It's not a very good term, but anyway, it was a terrible you just term. go, hey you, everything that you believe in, I disagree with. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> All right, next next profile, next profile, uh, Kylie Hammer. Hammer, uh, interesting, uh, interesting profile change. Um, Hama is a captain of Rohan, like gambling, uh, 55 points, uh, man Rohan, infantry hero keyword with hero fortitude, movement six, uh, fight four, shoot four, strength four, uh, defense six, two attacks, two wounds, courage of four with three might, one will, one fate. So going up in the world, uh, there war gear options, heavy armor and sword, heroic actions, heroic defense. So again, we have another cheap little roadblock here. Uh, options, we have a horse for 10 points and a shield Weirdly enough, for five points as well, uh, and also packs expert rider, 
Horse Lord and Sworn Protector Theoden. So, a nice little kind of roadblocky type model, especially when you can get that model up to Defense 7. And yeah, just just wow. Um, he has come a long way from the, the two might, one will, zero fate uh, in previous editions. No shield, none of this heroic defense nonsense. And he is bargain basement price for a heroic defense. Like, what are you paying? Like, 70 points? For stats that are better than a captain's, like, holy cow. Yeah, um, he's an interesting one as well, because, yeah, he's not, like, way better than a captain, he's definitely better, but also he's missing the march, so he definitely occupies a different spot, he's much more of that, um, elf helm style run in and block something up, uh, but also does not do that as well as elf helm either. So, uh, I, I don't know about Harmer. Yeah, he's better than he used to be, but that's a pretty low bar to jump over. What do you think, uh, Jeremy? Yeah, I totally forgot this guy existed. Mm. Uh, he just... I take the one that the, that's next on our list over him. I, look, I, I don't mind him. It's a use, useful profile there. Um, I think it doesn't help that this model was, for a while, really hard to, to get hold of, unless you, you had a magazine, I think it was. I can't remember. But, yeah, I, I think it's okay. But once again, I probably don't take it very often. And usually I've run out of points already by this point. So um, I'm going to move on to, to Deawine, the Chief of the King's Knights. So for 75 points, we get pretty much a similar profile, although this guy's got some, some nice upgrades. Uh, fight 5, 4 plus, Strength 4, Defense 7, 2 Attacks, 2 Wounds, Courage 4, 3, 1, 1. So many 3, 1, 1s. Everyone loves a 3, mm. 1, 1. Uh, heavy Armor, Sword, Shield, Heroic, March and Strike. March and Strike, Matt. March oh, the two strike. best ones. Options, Horse. Yeah, Expert Rider, Bodyguard, Horse Lord, Bodyguard as well. And then for Theoden, a special rule, if Theoden is engaged in a fight within 12 inches of Deawine, then Deawine may call a heroic combat without using might. If the heroic combat is successful, then Deawine must use the heroic following move to join Theoden's combat. If this is not possible, move as close as possible. 12 inches for this one, though. Everything else is tiny for this one. 12 inches, free heroic combats. This guy's yeah. good. Oh, yeah, this guy's all good. for 75 points, 85 on a horse. It's kind of dirt cheap. I find it so funny that his rule has the 12-inch range, of course, right? But then instead of giving him Sworn Protector, which the other captains of, of yeah. Rohan have, they just gave yeah. him Bodyguard. So <laughs> it just, yeah. it's, it's so <laughs> strange. That just doesn't make any sense. But um, yeah, this guy is incredibly good value. I, I know we keep saying that, but I, this is one of the top tier ones because 12-inch uh, range for a free heroic combat when Thaden's in combat, which he's likely going to be because he's pretty decent in combat. He's reasonably tanky, and he can take out some troops. Um, they all one can, can just completely turn games around with uh, the ability to maneuver stuff. Yeah, just super good. Super, super good. I think... And he has the thickest shield in Rohan. Yeah, there you go. Even thicker than Erkenbrand's. Oh, absolutely thicker. Erkenbrand's got the girth, but he's got the thickness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's information that I didn't necessarily need, but I'm glad that I have it. It's very, very no, check out the Forger model. <laughs> okay. All right. T- TMI on uh, TMI on models. TMI. Never thought I would be 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 here to see the day. All right, moving oh, on. Wow. Along. Um, I, yeah, Maddie. I, all right, give it to us. Yeah, to I don't us. think we really Most need to add to Day or One there, do we? He's just a, an incredibly. He's so good, good like just, just, just yeah, amazing. Yeah. He's a stick. Yeah, if you can he's take a stick him, that you him. can keep throwing and it keeps coming back. It's a really good stick. That's right. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to the uh, the infantry choice amongst the royal guard, and that is 
one of the greatest profiles now in the game. Much maligned in the past, but uh, we'll, we'll get into it and we'll show you why it's now one of the, the best out there. The Rohan Royal Guard coming in at 10 points. They're a man, Rohan Infantry Warrior keyword. 6-inch move, fight 4. 4 plus shoot, that's important. Three Strength 3, defense 6, really good. 1 attack, 1 wound, courage 3. Defense 6 in a Rohan army has always been a, a really handy thing to have. These guys have got it. Heavy armor, sword, and shield. Uh, they can grab a banner if you want them to. Probably going to put that elsewhere. Maybe the uh, the big banner. Yeah, that's always a good one. Uh, a horse for only 5 points. Really yeah, good value. This is... I'll get into this in a moment. Yep. And of course, the throwing spears. 2 points. Brutal. Brutal, as we've already discussed. Um, having a ranged option on these guys elevates them massively. Uh, they have bodyguards, so not Swarm Protector like some of the heroes. Bodyguard, very nasty. Uh, just being able to freely charge all those terrifying models. And uh, Expert Rider, of course. Uh, now, the thing that makes them one of the strongest profiles in the entire like warrior uh, section of the game is Arise Riders of Theoden, which we've gone into. Uh, within 12 inches of Theoden, Cavalry Keyword, so that 5-point horse, wow, that's really elevating you, because you are getting plus 1 bonus to your fight value on a turn in which they charge. Fight 5. Fight 5 Cavalry Models. Their army bonus is giving them plus 1 Strength, so they Fight 5 Strength 4. They have Throwing Spears. They're Ignoring Terror. They are nasty. Are they not, Kylie? Um, yes. This is one of the models, like... The Rohan Royal Guard are the are now what the Black Numenorians used to be in the old edition. Um, just stupidly cost cost efficient. Like I the, think uh, Morgul Knights, yeah, Morgul Knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgul Knights. Yeah. So the, the Black Numenorians because they were dirt cheap for what they did. Um, Rohan Royal Guard now are exactly the same thing. Dirt cheap for what they for, for what they get. Um, I. Th I think that they've buggered up the math on on these models. They've just gone. Oh, we'll give the discount to the rider rider of the Rohan Outrider and make their points all good, and then decided to do it with the Rohan Royal Guard and absolutely completely just demolished the point economy um, in in the Rohan list because that difference in points. Once you slapped that uh, horse on the Rohan Royal Guard and compare it to the Rider of Rohan, they're really starting to outclass the Rider of Rohan. For not a lot of trade-off. Um, you still can grab the throwing spear, so when they're fully kitted out, the 17 points. You compare that to a Rider of Rohan, which is only 16 points, and you're swapping a bow for heavy armor, and that, in a lot of situations, is worth that trade-off. So I would have really, really loved to see the design team come in with an FAQ, changing the Rohan Royal Guard's uh, horse point cost to 6 I think that will go a long way to solving a lot of those issues. And, you know, people might say, oh, Kylie, you know, one point isn't going to make a difference. And I would say, you are wrong. One point is going to make a huge difference because that is changing one to two models in a army that historically has a pretty low model count when they're all mounted. Going from 22 models down to 20, it's it's a fairly big deal. And if you want to keep that model count of 22, you're going to have to do some trade-offs for some Riders of Rohan. And I think it would go a long way to balancing out and keeping the Riders of Rohan relevant because um, I think that is the big problem with these guys at the moment is they're making um, the Riders of Rohan somewhat irrelevant at competitive points level. I don't think they'll ever entirely make the, the Rider of Rohan irrelevant because, again, uh, ranged firepower with that bow is still very, very important. But 
for what you get for 10 points and then this these cheap ass war gear they're a 20 point model with a three point discount at the end of the day and it's it's kind of disgusting to see it's interesting that when this edition came out our current one that they did increase the points of the riders by one and effectively decrease the points of the royal guard by one so when yeah you're right when they're both next to each other both mounted uh, the discrepancy becomes really apparent and uh yeah i i think definitely you still want the riders because you can get so much value out of those bows so i i don't actually think it necessarily needs to be changed i don't think people are going oh, i'm definitely just taking all rohan royal guard over the riders because the riders are still great the riders are fantastic yeah no yeah. i'm 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 not i'm not saying you don't take the riders, but i think the ratio has swung heavily now into the rohan royal guard's favor and i think just just from like this again this is coming from like a game design perspective um i just i do not think it's it's it just it, it's such a bad taste in the mouth and such a bad reflection of where the game is at where these little point discrepancies while they don't mean a lot it's just really fr- annoying and frustrating to see because historically through the game mounts on warrior models like that are, are six points that's usually what they're costed out costed out as and you know doing the kind of loose math that's generally what a mount should be is six points you know an attack on a warrior model is generally worth about three points knockdown again is generally worth about three points so oh, a linear model is no good for this because the warriors yeah, are different but I, anyway, I, I know i know i know i know again yeah. i am speaking very generally and it does get exacerbated now especially with the getting plus one strength on the charge and the fight and the plus one fight yeah. on the charge and i i agree with that um and i do think that their points needs to go way up they need to go to a base cost of 12 and their horses need to be six points each and they would still be fine they would still be amazing but it's it's it just feels weird when you know you're seeing players field entire rohan royal guard armies without touching the riders of rohan um, because it's just more efficient um, yep. to go Rohan Royal Guard. And I I don't know about you guys, but I would like to see the elite troops still be that, the elite troops, not the entire army. Um, and I think the Rohan Royal Guard definitely needs a slap on the wrist, um, whether that's just a one point on the horse, whether that's a couple points on the, the base profile. Either one I'd be happy with. Um, and I'm a Rohan player. Like, I play Rohan a lot, and um, I feel dirty taking them. I want a literal slap on the wrist. So anytime you take a ride of Rohan, <laughs> Royal, uh, Royal Guard, you get a slap oh, on the wrist. So next you take time, 18, you get 18 out. slaps. Take that. <laughs> next time I play game. you, Jeremy, I will hold my arm out waiting for you to slap it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we're, we're going to move along to the next one. So we've got uh, three profiles left. We're going to start with... Yes, uh, I'm taking this one. I'm taking uh, this one. All right, go ahead. Yep, I'm ta- I don't care. Yep, I'm go on, one. go on. All right. This is my favorite Rohan. This is your last one, by the way. This is your last profile. Yeah, I know. I don't care. Yeah, this you used them all up, Carly. This is, this is my favorite Rohan model in the entire game. Ayel the Young, 115 points of pure fun. Man, Rohan cavalry hero keywords, hero of valor. He has a move of six inches whilst on foot. Fight five, shoot four, plus strength four, defense seven, three attacks, three wounds, and a courage of five. So just really big, juicy stats there. Might three, will two, 
Fate 2. Uh, here's a disclaimer, which is uh, if you take A.L. the Young, you may not take any other named hero models from the Rohan army list, or it will automatically lose its army bonus. Also, if your army includes A.L., every alliance will be impossible, except if you take Minas Tirith, so long as Minas Tirith has no named hero. So there's some little fun synergy uh, going on there, or anti-synergy, depending on how you look at it. For war gear, he has heavy armor, sword, shield, throwing spears, and Feraloff, which is his fancy 12-inch armored horse. So dig that, Shadow Fact. You're not the only one that can go speedy Gonzalez. Uh, for heroic actions, he has heroic resolve, heroic strike, heroic strength, and heroic defense. So a really good plethora of uh, heroic actions there. Except for the march, but then again, you can't take other named heroes. So captains are your friend there. So you're not really losing access to that march. For special rules, expert rider and horsewood, of course, because he is Rohan. And finally... Legendary hero is his passive special rule. The first time each turn A.L. the Young spends a might point, roll a d6. On the roll of a 4+, the might point is free and does not reduce Earl's store of might. Oh my god, this guy. I absolutely love him. I have taken him to a couple of tournaments recently at low points, you know, 3, 4, 500 points, and have an, had an absolute ball with him. He is so dynamic. He... Im encapsulates the whole one-man army kind of feel that center point here i love his model i love his sculpt i love what he does on the table and uh he's he's just he just does really kind of does everything he shoots he, he's a good hitter good leader and some really good buff effects once you take into consideration he's some of al guys what do you think because i i can't talk about him enough yeah I, i'm i've got some real problems with this one <laughs> firstly Fela Roth should have like I don't know a man bane special rule or something like that because you 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 know Kyle this horse is like the one that murdered uh, Aeol's father. Yes. So I've got I've got problems with that already. Uh, this is a weird relationship. Side side um, note side note. I think his Faelof should be like Shadowfax and have a heroic profile. Yep, and 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 should sneakily like be able to turn on Aeol like like it just go and just murder him as well. Just just oh, kill him. May, off maybe and, and maybe maybe. Maybe, maybe he has like a worm. Thing. Uh. Maybe he has like a like a worm kind of special rule where if Ale dies, um, Faroff like you know takes his courage chest for being mouth. But if he stays, he like goes evil and gets like an attack profile and can like <laughs> run around and start killing your own Rohan guys. Just go kills kills proto Rohan lords. Yeah, absolutely. That that would be good. Yeah, yeah, good character. I like it. it's a different different build for Rohan. Yeah, I like the story behind it. I like that we're getting acknowledgement of that sort of mid third age stuff, which is really cool as well. And and I, I I'm 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 all for all that sort of stuff. So now, Kyle, you've said said all the stuff I want to say about this. There's a couple more ones as well. Matt, do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I just totally agree. And I think um, this is like the way to write a legendary legion without writing a legendary legion. You you bring this guy out, you give him these first two sentences, really only a couple of sentences, where you go right, no Rohan heroes, no other named heroes. Uh, no alliances, uh, or you lose everything. And, uh, oh yeah, we'll let you have Minas Tirith. But no, no, no named heroes. No named heroes. Yeah, that's all you need to do. And they un and he also unlocks something in our next profile, which is the Son of Aeol, which I'm going to take, because it's a really simple one. Uh, 20 points for a Son of Aeol. They've got move 6, fight 4, 4 plus, shoot. I'm not going to need that. Strength 4, defense 6, 1 attack, 1 wound, courage 4, and expert rider. However... Whilst within six inches of Aeol the Young, the Sons of Aeol gain a bonus of plus one to their attack value. Very cool. Very cool. 
Money, you, money, money, money. That yeah, is so the gravy. That's uh, effectively like a legendary leech. Obviously, these guys are uh, not... Not no, nah, yeah, they're definitely not good value if you're not taking them with a all. But you do take them with a all, and they are very good value. Um, three attacks on the charge, six strikes. Uh, yep, yep, very nice. Uh, they've got axes. They still get the uh the army bonus, so they're getting up to strength five on the charge. Woof, strong, strong. The only thing I'm disappointed is they removed. Their yeah, missile. look, I, I think that was too already much. too good. Yeah, it was too much. 12-inch move. Uh, they were silly. Yeah. We, let's be honest. We look back in the day. They were just straight two attacks, 12-inch move. No, they were ridiculous. Uh, let's let's just yeah. be happy that, you know, now they're, they see a lot less play, but they're still really fun to break out when you use Aeol as well. Um, so, yeah. I I use yeah, Aeol a lot, so I break them um, out a lot. And, yeah, that's a fun little issue. And they still have no foot models, which is weird. Yeah, very anyway. odd. That'd be a nice one for them to bring out. Anyway, we're on to our very la last profile. Woohoo! We're nearly done. Yeah, Helm Hammerhand. Helm Hammerhand. 165 points stuck in the appendix of War of Rohan and absolutely worth it. So, so we've got, got the big one here. Move six. Fight five. Just showing that the Rohan models just cap out at five. Like they're, too bad. Shoot four plus. Yeah, who cares? Strength five. Good. Defense seven. Good. Attacks three. Wounds three. Courage six. Very nice. Might three. Will three. Fate one. Because, of course, he dies at some point so of course fate one heavy armor two-handed sword and a horn of the helm hammer hand so look at that two-handed sword we'll remember that uh horn of the helm hammer hand is a war horn additionally in a turn which he charges to combat causes terror so that's nice war horn plus one courage to everyone and terror all nice heroic actions all of them resolve strike strength defense challenge it's got lots there horse for 10 points yeah take it 175 points, why not? Special rules, burly, so who cares about the two-handed sword? Expert rider, good. Horse lord, good. Inspiring presence. Friendly Rohan models within six inches of Helm Hammerhand add a bonus of one plus to their fight value, which is nice. All Rohan warriors. The Hammerhand, which is passive as well, uh, may choose to fight with his fist instead of his sword. So remember that sword. In which case, he may use the bash special rule. Additionally, a Helm Hammerhand never counts as unarmed. Nice. Uh, he can be taken as part of the Rohan army list. If your force contains him, you cannot include other named heroes. This is the same as A.L. the Young thing. Um, and then every alliance will be impossible allies. But he does get a legendary legion of his own, which basically gives him extra might. So he's he's fantastic. And uh, he's he's a big... Is he the... He's he by far the most expensive Rohan? He yeah, is the mile. most mm. expensive Rohan model by yeah. a good and probably margin. worth it as well he's nice well considering he gets mighty hero in his legendary legion can call a heroic combat each turn without expending my points in his legendary legion and on top of all that he gets the rohan uh infantry spear shenanigans so every single model in his rohan list on foot can use their spears as throwing weapons uh, sorry use their throwing weapons as spears so I don't, you you tell me, would you ever run allies no, with never. him when he still has no, access? No, he's he's just a legendary legion. Captains of Rohan and King's Huntsman, like his legendary legion is yeah, just yeah. Cracked. he didn't need a legendary legion. He should should have just put this in the profile. Like I, I don't know, it's it's kind of I, I like how Sons the um all the Youngs written where it's it's really a legendary legion, but it doesn't have to be. Whereas this one's very clearly like like I don't know, I can't imagine anyone taking him outside the legendary legion because he just offers so much more value inside mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agreed. When I first read his profile, I couldn't believe it. 
Mighty Hero and the, I don't know what it's called, but the free heroic uh, combat. Oh. Yeah, two free, free heroic. Yeah, yeah. No. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Move first, uh, heroic insane. combat, kill four models. Everyone else is charging because you move first and rinse and repeat. Yeah, he... And the horn works on himself, doesn't it? So he can... He's makes himself That's courage right. seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's courage seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's as far as you can go into making, like, a, a perfect profile for him. Because you don't have to call the free hero at combat, of course. You can just strike up if you absolutely need to. Um, but, yeah, it, the best way to use him, most likely, is just going to be running through enemy troops. Just bam, bam, bam. Four of them a turn. Heroic move yeah, free, right. heroic move in the combat phase. Oh, yep, you go. Too easy. Fun, fun champ. Too easy. Point go and click. Go get him, lad. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to end it there. That's all of our profiles. We'll obviously be talking about them more in our uh, mustering an army and keep it secret. But uh, for now, let's move on to our next segment. Mm-hmm. Can I can I just say as well, I'm pretty proud that we managed to get this. Oh, it took a lot of effort on mine and Jeremy's part. <laughs> I I do realize that, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for keeping the tangents minimal. Stop tangenting now. Let's move on. Literally, just adding sometimes I need right that. Now. Okay, yeah. next segment. Wrap it up. After that short break, we are back. Now, in reality, that was quite a long break because we're recording this in multiple sessions. So we're going to add a new person to our podcast. David, say hello. Well, greetings. I was going to just pretend I was running late, but never mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we'll be honest to the listeners and, and that's fine. They can listen to it in two sessions if they want as well. So now we're up to the, the keep it secret, keep it safe section. And we're going to spill the beans on the Rohan tactics. And then also for those people who don't like Rohan, they can pl- find ways to fight against them. So, Kylie, we're going to start off. I want to start with some basic cavalry tactics. Can you just explain the concept of kiting with a, a cavalry army? Because you've got to like cavalry army with Rohan. Yeah, well, you can you can splash into a bit of heavy cav too. Let's not forget Royal Guard do exist. But the, the main principle here with the Rohan is that you have throwing spears and you have bows on pretty much every single cavalry model that you have. So we need to leverage that advantage. So we want to spread out. We want to make sure that our opponent can't get to us and we're constantly disengaging from fights. So whenever someone steps forward into your face... Instead of going in to meet them head on in a, in a big charge of death or glory, no, we actually disengage. We run away. We back up our five inches if we can to take a shot or we disengage the full 10 inches and create more space to take some more shooting in the later turns. So you're trading your position on the board. You're falling back to gain additional turns to hopefully leverage your range firepower. Yeah, basically. And I think the thing here to remember is when you're disengaging from a fight and when you're running away and you're, you're creating space to do shooting, you're also kind of uh, trying to envelop them. The goal when you're doing this, you're playing this skirmish Rohan, is to fully surround them. So you have pockets of Rohan um, riders completely around their entire army so that their army is essentially surrounded so that when you know push comes to shove and you eventually do have to go in for that death or glory charge, they're going to be whittled down in terms of their numbers. And you'll be able to maneuver back onto the objectives because you've 
drawn them out into to, into bad positions. Now, Kylie, I've been on the receiving end of kiting Rohan for many, many editions. Yes. Uh, this used to be the boogeyman of the local scene. If you came up against Rohan, you were in for a bad time. Uh, but I've seen it done well, and I've seen it done poorly. So, if you yeah. come up against a Rohan player who does this well, your army will be one model off break when the Rohan uh, choose to re-engage and take those objectives. M- most likely. One or two. Yeah. If you see it done poorly, the game ends and the Rohan player is still standing, you know, out in the fields. They've they've brought you one below break. The game has ended and the Rohan player is nowhere near you. Yes. That's the biggest thing that you need to remember is that this kiting strategy with um, how the new scenarios uh, work, you can't use this in every scenario. So if it's Reconnoiter, for instance, you, you, you're not going to be, you know, sitting back and kiting the whole game because you don't want to give up table space when you can just run for the table edge. Likewise, in scenarios um, like run to the middle, you don't probably don't want to do that all the time because, again, being first to the middle gives you a big positional advantage and being able to fight your opponent off before they can actually get in, break, end the game and have more models in the centre of the objective. Yep. Now, the old school run, David, where you, you basically avoided until you could go in with one charge was when Rohan were a lot weaker in combat. Now they're, they're much stronger in combat, so you don't have to do that. So sometimes the aim for the kiting is just to split the army up so that when you go in, you're not going against the whole army, you're going against part of the army, and then you can choose to re-engage or disengage or whatever else. So it splits it up because they're forced to chase you and you, you, you dance backwards, dance backwards, so they come at you trying to engage you, and then when they've split up to cover a lot of areas... You just go in and knock out as much as you can in one go. But that's almost a flex upon your opponent because, yes, they've buffed their combat, but they haven't taken away any of that kiting potential. They haven't reduced any of the bows on the Riders of Rohan. The throwing spears are still just as good. You've got to pay for them now, but, you know, they're more than one use. So, Yes, yes, that is very true. And I think a thing that you kind of need to remember with Rohan is if you don't need to fight, you probably don't have to fight, especially if you've got a bit of time on the clock in the tournament or whatever and you, you can afford to pay play a few turns of shooting. It's well worth it. I remember distinctively in a game I played recently um, with my AL, the Young, yes, I had some models in there that didn't have any ranged weapons, but the rest of my, half my army did and I was up against a slow-moving goblin army. So I just sat back, leveraged my throwing weapons, you know, got a few picks on the goblins, you know, picked off some spearmen, and then when my opponent was a couple of, you know, models off, I all in went on the objective with a full cavalry cavalry charge. I guess that is the risk that you mentioned in a timed tournament game. I have seen opponents, when they're getting kited, panic. They think that they're getting pulled apart because of their own errors in movement, so their movement slows down. So timing that last charge back onto the objective, you almost have to go early, banking on mm. the fact that the opponent's going to panic, they're going to reassess all of their tactics... And that's going to take time off the clock. Yeah, and I think this is another great example of why you should always take some honesty bows in your army. Just having a smattering of maybe half a dozen archers can really just give you a bit more breathing room against Rohan. Maybe pick off the horse of a big important hero like a Thaden or something like that. Or more importantly, just dismount a few royal guards. That can buy you a lot of time and space and allow give you some threat back on an opponent that you can't catch. I suppose for our international listeners, we should clarify, when Kylie says honesty bows, she means one or two archers just to take pot shots at a horse. When I say honesty bows, I mean one-third bow limit, just in case you hit Rohan to keep the Rohan players honest. Mm. 
I, I don't usually say one or two. I, I like the, uh, the the half a dozen is, is my um my, my go to number. But you know we're splitting hairs a bit there. That's practically one or two. If you hit <laughs> Rohan, you need a lot more than one or two to keep him honest. Well, you only need to knock Theoden's horse out once, and then you're in a good spot. Yes, I realize he has, he has horse slaughtered these has, days. Yes, but he only has one fate. That's still one more than we would like to see. Okay, you're jumping way ahead to how to beat Rohan. Don't get to how to beat Rohan just yet. We want to keep talking about these ones. Uh, the the timing is really important. If you're in a time event, you can't kite forever. So I like to leave half the time in order to fight combats. So no matter what's yeah, happening, um, have half the time. Because the game, as David said, does slow down a little bit. And you've got to rely... You can play fast, but you, your opponent can't always play fast. And especially when there's a lot of thinking, it can slow them down a bit. So give yourself plenty of time. So this is comes down to when you actually decide to charge in with Rohan. Because... Yes, you can probably avoid for an, a long, long time and shoot the opponent out. But at some point, you want to charge because you've got the cavalry charge. You've got the, the hitting power. Mm. But you've got to decide when to do this because at the wrong time can put you in a lot of trouble, Kylie. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. The optimal time to charge, as any cavalry player will tell you, is in the term where you can make it into combat, um, but you have lost priority. So what that basically means is that your opponent will have moved you're still in charge range and you're able to go in and then basically dictate you, you, the fights because you're charging and your opponent can't do any counter charges or crackbacks or anything like that. The downside with that is most experienced players will not put themselves in a position where they're going to receive a cavalry charge. So sometimes what I find generally happens um, is you're looking for a situation where you can charge in, get a good mass of your cavalry on a good portion of their army and they don't have the maneuvering room to actually get their remaining portions of their force into combat. So, for instance, if they have like a Mordor Troll Chieftain, you charge all of the orcs that, you know, aren't within six inches of the Mordor Troll Chieftain. That way the Mordor Troll Chieftain then can't, you know, move in and charge into combat because there's no riders for him to charge. Or you charge into the orcs and then the combat itself blocks the movement of the troll. Yep, that's another two. Uh Another thing too. Just don't throw your throwing spears at them if that's what you're counting on to block the uh, Troll Chieftain. Yes, and speaking of throwing spears as well, always look for those uh, key little opportunities with your throwing weapons on the charge. There are amazing plays you can do with heroes and throwing weapons, creating openings and holes in your opponent's army to be able to get into high-priority targets. I cannot tell you the amount of times I've managed to pick off that one pesky orc or that really annoying warrior in front of a banner bearer or a shaman knock that out and suddenly have a clear run at their high value target, get in and then kill it with a, with a big hero like an Aemir or an Eowyn. And that can absolutely swing the game if you can get those key throwing weapon kills and those make those little holes. Works particularly well with Alfhelm because he's much more likely to get that key kill. And uh, quite often, if your opponent's seen this once or twice, they'll have extra guys packed in around their hero to prevent that you know key throwing weapon kill doing too much good. But quite often, if you do it on a flank, it'll let you get two heroes into one model. Once you've got that, you can strike and combat, and then you can bulk all of their heroes, um, forcing them to call strikes all over the board to counter your one strike. Um, and if they don't, well, you're striking up hero, goes into them, and, you know, you've got cavalry on the charge. Yeah. And I think also um, one thing to, to kind of mention uh, 
with that in terms of getting those really nice engagements to the flank. That's kind of how you use your kiting and then set that up for your, your big engage, your big cavalry charge turn. Because what you, like Jeremy said earlier, you want to break up your opponent's army. You want to try and get it so that their army is not 100% incoherency. They've been moved around the map. I know one of the tricks that I've taught a lot of players how, when they're playing Rohan, when you're in a kind of a front-to-back, uh, you know, 4 by 4 board, you're deployed across a big wide inch, like across the whole four foot, and then you kind of slowly move your army to the right. You slowly move it to the right flank, and they're kind of chasing you in their slow infantry move. And then suddenly, bang, you switch everything to the left flank, and then you're hitting their left flank with everything you've got, and they still can't get back to reinforce their, their left flank in time. So you can use your mobility to kind of stretch out their lines, stretch out their lines, and then hit one side of the line, and then kind of like Pac-Man down the line, kind of take on, you know, half their army with three quarters, maybe even the entirety of your army, whilst they, you know, don't have the models left to reinforce. Mm. And it's really important when you do charge in to consider what happens when you charge botches, because you've got to think about what's going to happen on the, the return fight for it. Do you have your model set up so it's going to be an absolute disaster and they can engage every single one of your cavalry models? Or do you have some back for some reserves just to, to mitigate that circumstance? A lot of that also comes down to where your heroes and their heroes are positioned. Because you know if a cavalry charge goes in, next turn there will be a heroic move called by both sides. So make sure your heroes are somewhere where they can still move if they move first. Likewise, if the opponent has blocked off one of their heroes, that's probably a good time to charge because if they call the move, they can't get to you. Yeah, that can be very helpful as well. I think also layering your charges too. So if you have, um, say, a 20-model Rohan army, don't commit all 20 models into combat on the first turn. Maybe only commit half of them and keep another kind of wave of Rohirrim ready to either run in and fill in the gaps of uh, cavalry models that have died, or more importantly, Peel off and pe um, peel for the rest of the armies, um, for the rest of the cavalry models that do get charged. If they, if your opponent wins the um, the the heroic move off, yeah, because that can be a weakness of Rohan is that they have quite cheap cavalry, which is normally a good thing. But it means when you charge, a lot of your points can't actually fit into that first charge. So you've got extra mm. guys just sort of hanging around. As Carly was saying, you hang them around seven inches back. The enemy infantry can't charge them, but you can definitely charge the enemy infantry. Um, so if the enemy tries to trap you, well, you'll trap them. And I think this, again, goes back to that kiting, because, again, kiting, the kiting part for Rohan is all about the setup. Because you have such a larger base too, your opponent can easily get two uh, infantry models into one of your cavalry models. You add spearmen on, on top of that. That's now four attacks to your one when you're on the charge. So that's why we always say try and break up your opponent's army. Try and force them into these awkward situations where they're spread up a bit bit isolated and a bit broken up in their shield wall formation. Because if you can get a big... Basically force them into isolated you know, combats, maybe they're not all right next to each other because, you know, just like historically, when you're fighting shoulder to shoulder in a, in a, in a pike block, it's very hard for cavalry to go in and actually knock them all down. But when they're in a dispersed mm. skirmish formation, it's very easy for you to ride through, mow them all down because you can get more of your numbers to bear because your large bases aren't going to be yeah. hindered as much. And terrain is ideal for this, to break up an advancing infantry line. A lot of people say terrain work works against cavalry, but if the infantry is coming for you and your cav moves behind an impassable object, 
if the infantry come around one way, you'll go the other and the infantry will never catch you. The infantry has to split and come around both sides of the train piece. And when they do, you can charge half their army with your whole army. Uh, voila. If it's something like a wood, yes, the enemy can move in and now you can't charge in after them. But they'll be moving slow getting out of the wood, which means all your bows and all your throwing weapons because they're coming to you because you have more shooting. If they go into a wood, you win. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And with some of the le- legendary legions, even some of the Rohan heroes now, can get some benefits and still get their charge bonuses whilst charging through difficult terrain. That's a whole new kind of cheating. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, it is. Absolutely. It's also worth considering uh, the role of the heroics. I know David mentioned it briefly with the 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 double striking or the strike in the heroic combat, but just that first wave or uh, later waves where you throw in lots of heroes and do some heroic combats is something worth considering and planning out because you can really do that that almost burnout move and put massive mm. pressure on and there's less likely for things to go wrong because heroes are much more likely to win the combats and much less likely to die if they do lose the combats. They're often in a safe spot so you can guarantee you've still got your numbers and then if it if it all goes pear-shaped and they lose their horses, you've got all your cab to come in afterwards and still support them and they can still do some damage on foot. The other thing you can do is if you need to secure an objective, just flood it with 40 mil bases. You've got a lot of very cheap 40 mil bases. So you can, ch- the enemies move back, you charge in, maybe the charge goes well, maybe it doesn't. But it's going to take them forever to push you off an area if you've just flooded it with Riders of Rohan. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. And always remember, a 40 mil base is a really good blocking tool as well. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but boxing out combats can be very, very helpful. And what we mean by that is basically using the physical base of your model to models to prevent your opponent from getting counter charges into your key targets, like your big heroes like Aemir and Theoden, and preventing your opponent from getting into them, layering out these bases so that even if they get the heroic combat off, your, your opponent gets the heroic combat off, charges in, kills a rider, goes into another rider, they still can't get to your heroes because one of the, the coolest tricks you can do with Rohan against low fight value armies, just charge in, mass heroic combat, bang, 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 there's your five you know, Rohan heroes all calling heroic combats. Maybe you win like four of them, you charge, you recharge, and now look, you've suddenly got your, you know 12 models on the in, in the casualty pile for your opponent. And against uh, elite armies like maybe elves or those pesky new fight five Easterlings, you can do the same thing, run in, but this time, call the strikes, mass strike, knock out eight models. Suddenly, they're not in a great spot with if they're down eight models and maybe you're only down two or three. Yeah, perfect, perfect. That was a good amount of the cavalry tactics. You've ticked all the boxes I've put down here in my little notes section for it. But I want to know about infantry as well, because Rohan infantry, I feel like, is either rated or underrated. Like It's it's not particularly bad. I'm going to start with David in this one, because, David, you've been playing a lot of Rohan infantry quite recently. Can you just give me... Now Rohan can play a shield wall. Can you just go through that a little bit? Yeah, so it was a thing that cropped up in the books. It makes sense historically. As we've been saying, your cavalry is on a 40 mil base. That means the enemy can get uh, two infantry into the front if you're in a nice line. They can put two spears in behind. Uh, and then you've got 14 to 16 points worth of rider stacked up against 30, 40 points worth of enemy. It's not a good way to trade. So an infantry force solves that problem by putting four attacks in the same area that the enemy can put four attacks. Uh, it's about concentrating your points and therefore your fighting power into a smaller area so you can hold, you can grind. Rohan didn't used to be able to do this very well because they didn't get spears despite the large amount of spears that they had. Uh, but some of the new legendary legions actually let you use your spears as spears, which is an entirely revolutionized warfare. 
Kyle, you've got a job. You're going to tell us which legendary legions can do that in just a sec. I know you, I know you know it. You I, don't have to I, show off. I actually, know you've got it. You know what? Can I take a crack at this without even looking at the books I know yet? you know it. Go for it. All right. Thaedra's Guard, I know 100% can. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if it's... Is it Helm's Guard or... The one um, with Helm in it. The, yes. the, the legendary legion with Helm in it. I believe the... Uh, the defenders of Helm's Deep yes. also get the bonus, and I believe there's is there one more or is that it? No, I think that's it. I think it's just the three. I believe it's the three. We can check later. Okay. Or we can let people write in. Either, either work. I'm pretty sure it's those three. Yes. Helm, Theodred, Helm defenders again. of Helm's Deep. I'm locking that in, Eddie. Yep. Perfect. So that one you can lean into the, the, the shield wall. So you can have a proper wall. with. And when we say shield wall, we basically mean you've got the spear supports in the back and probably a banner or maybe some heroes in the front rank to make it really deadly. But the real advantage of this one is you're going to have throwing spears as well. So if people don't engage you, you can decide to just have double ranks or, or even a single back rank of throwing spears lobbing at the opponent. Yeah, so prior to the legendary legions, I used to run a block of, say, up to 12 Royal Guard on foot with throwing spears. And they looked like a standard shield wall. People would treat them as such until they got within eight inches of it. And then they would just start backing away and launching a volley of spears every turn. Uh, your opponent can't ignore that. That's a whole pile of strength three coming at them every turn. And so they chase it. And when they chase it, then hopefully you've planned some sort of counterattack or ambush. And you, you bring them straight to you. Yeah, my favorite thing that you do with this, David, is not even take the heads up fight when they get close to you. You just use Gambling's Banner. You use that pesky three-pointer my every other turn and just heroic move and run away six inches because after combats of four, you back away one inch. If you move away six inches directly backwards, your opponent can't charge you the next turn and that's another volley of strength three. So when you're up against an I Rohan infantry shield wall, you need to get behind it, not just get in front of it because you need to cut off their escape route. Otherwise, they are going to kite you. And yes, infantry Rohan can kite you. And, and they if, can do it well. And if they win priority and you don't call the move, they can call the march. Mm. Which <laughs> is even nasty. I found this out all the hard way, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I remember the first time David pulled this out and I, I was just, I was giddy and just gobsmacked at the same time. Gobsmacked at first and then went, this is amazing. I need to do this as well. If they could get a drum, it would be glorious. But unfortunately, no, there's still very few army lists that can get a drum. Can you play these tactics with the, the non-shield wall ones? There's the standard ones? Yes. So this was a this was how you played Foot Rohan prior to uh, these new Foot Legendary Legions, is you had a block of infantry that just churned out throwing spears and would draw the enemy to a place of your choosing, and then you would hit them with your five or six gambling-dupped heroes, and you would call five or six infantry heroic combats in a turn, uh, you'd win maybe half of them, kill one or two people, get one or two more kills, and you just tried to eke out a win with all your foot heroes. Uh, they took away Gambling's ability to charge six heroes, but they instead gave them spear supports. So it's a win in my books. Yeah, you can't give someone to give, you know, five, six points of might back in a single turn, but... No, but you've got spears that actually work as spears. Yeah, it is it's, glorious. It's, 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 a, it's an all right trade-off. You'll, you'll take that trade-off. It's, it's not the worst in the world. Mm. Yeah, so you, that's a it's an interesting one as well because you can play it as normal shield wall in that case. You can play it as a very loose skirmish wall and just block up space, but that avoidance skirmish is really nasty because you've got to have a plan against that. Yeah. And Rohan infantry are surprisingly quick for infantry because they're not so worried about formations as such. 
So they're happy to take the shortest distance away from you. And as Kylie said, if they start an inch away from you and move first, you're not going to catch them. So you need to back them onto some terrain or hit something fast behind them or just engage something. And, and just on that too, I think what you mean by how they're surprisingly quick, Jeremy, is the fact that they have the throwing spears, so they're not having to spend the half speed to, to make their range stri- strikes. So I think one of the things you've got to remember when you're playing w- against that Rohan is not just willy-nilly walking into their kill box because if they if they do that, that line up and, you know, make that nice concave and force you into the concave, you are going to get torn to shred but tre- shreds by... Just a massive strength three throwing weapons, just like David said. And this is talking infantry Rohan. Once you go combined arms Rohan and you can have a couple of, um, not Royal Guard, a couple of riders of Rohan moving five inches a turn, firing their bows. You can have Mm. your counterattack heroes mounted. Um, Suddenly they're rolling a lot more dice. They get a lot more of those heroic combats off. Um, And that's a list that just doesn't lose games. Yeah, the Theodred's Guard and the Helm's Guard are both really good example of mixed arms, mixed, you know, little bit of cavalry, little bit of infantry, working in tandem, maybe even working in some of those hammer and anvil tactics um, that you so frequently see um, with those sorts of armies because they are very, very potent in that regard. Yeah, what I've seen as well is the... Um, I've seen I've seen people do some, some stuff with just small amounts of infantry, just drop in terrain to plug it up so you can't get in there. But the w- one thing I find really threatening at the moment is the uh, the gunline Rohan. So instead of just basing on all the throwing spears, people taking lots of bows and often outwalkers or just the... Well, probably the outwalkers, isn't it, Kylie? It's not the, the normal bowmen. Yeah, Out, outwalkers, but also the, the king's huntsman. And just doing these little gun lines and being really frustrated and hit you at range because you've also got all the riders with the bows as well. So it can actually be pretty lethal. And when you close in, then you've always got the threat of even a small amount of cavalry is a bit of a pain. Yeah, one of my favourite lists to play is the um, uh, mass shooting Rohan with three King's Huntsmen and Gunmen and just pick off not just, you know, your opponent's, you know, rank and file troops, but also their, their big key heroes because there's nothing quite as satisfying as going five points of might, take off that troll. Or five points of might, take off that captain. And then get two of them back from, you know, taking off a troll. And then get another one of them back with uh, gambling. This reminds me of your old um, Outwalker gambling list back when (laughs) Outwalkers were all heroes, (laughs) so you could burn 21 points of might per turn on your shooting. It was a very disgusting list. It wasn't just gambling and 20-odd outriders. That's the part I remember. Yeah, that's the part everyone remembers. you got to remember as well, there there were a couple of Royal Garden out for objective grabbing, and there were also some other heroes like uh, Amir and the crew just rocking around just for some extra hit potential. Which has been nerfed more frequently, Agmar or Rohan? Over the years? Agmar. Oh, I don't know. I reckon it... Well, it depends if you count the shade as one nerf or about eight. Then then it becomes Yeah, Agmar. I think... Yeah. Mo- model to model, I think... Uh, Rohan, I think across the board, mm-hmm. which is the number of nerfs, I think is Angmar. Okay. But Rohan's had heaps and heaps of gains, though. So you talk about nerf. Angmar hasn't yeah. had a huge amount of gains, whereas Rohan has got at least an equal number of things that it's gained than things that's been And they Rohan's been around longer. And so. they started as probably the power list back in the day. Um, One of the power lists. It took mm-hmm. them a while to get to that, though. Yeah, by the time I joined, they were the power list. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. I think that, that was maybe localised to us a little bit more than others because we were, we were having Rohan finishing top of the tournaments and dominating while people were saying, how do you play Rohan? They're, they're no good. And, and please buff them. We need more. And that's what they got. They got more. So they got the... 
yeah, the, being able to get fight five Royal Guard is just ridiculously scary and hideous. Yeah, I I still think the points are still there's yeah one point more from a rider of Rohan to a Royal Guard on horse, and you get bodyguard defense six and an extra fight value pip. I mean, it's it's just too cheap. It's just too cheap. Seventeen points for that Rohan <laughs> Royal Guard profile on horses. But too then cheap. you've got to try and balance metal models on plastic horses. It doesn't though. matter. That, that's it's, worth it's, a couple of points right there. It's it's too cheap. It's too cheap. It's way too cheap. They're, they're as good as they're as good as Elf Cavalry for less points. So and Dave, they do what, more. What do you think about the Royal Guard? Are you are you a fan of Royal Guard over the basic infantry and basic cav? Well, I tend to take uh, the Royal Guard over the basic infantry because I run, which is basically the only way you can run Rohan, a king's household theme. Uh, you've got Thaden, so he would have a large amount of guards with him. It just never made sense for me that the king would be surrounded by guys who had to be summoned to a weapons take. Uh, and when you have to summon your army to a weapons take, it means they show up and you give them their weapons, which means they haven't trained with their weapons, which means why are these the guys guarding the king? So no, if, you, if you've got members of the royal family, you put royal guards around them to guard the members of the royal family. Just stands to reason. <laughs> Doesn't help that you're heavily incentivized to take members of the royal family as well now. Well, so that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. There's no other real option. Uh, you've got Thadrid or Thaden or Airmair. It's it's a one man, sh- or it's a one family show. Mm. Not to mention that Dermhelm is the most cost effective hero in the Rohan list now as well. And that's post nerf. That is post nerf too. She's she's still that good. Yes, when she used to be able to call a strike and, and a combat, combat in the same turn. Oh, calm down. Too much too much reminiscing. Okay, tell me how to beat Rohan now. I'm I'm sick of this Rohan stuff already. I'm I'm a Dunlan player. How do you beat these Rohan players? Okay, it, I have three words for you: hard engage, hard engage, hard engage. Wait, no, that's six. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that counting thing. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay, no, but all seriousness, jokes aside, hard engage is your friend against Rohan. I'm talking drums. I'm talking march i'm talking big scary things on fourth l beasts anything that can gap close quickly against rohan force a fight and start a fight and then stay in the fight is very 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 helpful to you these are the these are the tools that you need to bring them down uh um, not shades the specters uh um the wood elf sentinels another set of great models another reason royal guard are so good yep yep uh, Other cavalry is not too bad against it if you can get the yep. charge off. Any any anything th- with with speed to close the distance because if you if you're stuck foot slogging it against Rohan and trying to to catch them that way, you're eventually you're probably going to lose because you're forced to hem in the hero against a, a board edge, which we'll get into in a second, and they can break out very easily. So you need something to. S- start the fight and preferably as soon as possible because the longer you go on the more Rohan's going to chip away at your army knock out more of your resources available to you so you want to be able to start the fight nice and fresh when you can cop a bit of a crap crack back the problem with closing straight into the teeth of a Rohan army is as we've discussed that is exactly what the Rohan army wants you to do they are planning to bring you to them so that you will walk into their pre-prepared kill box um so if you're hard engaging them, you better make sure it's a hard engage because you need to arrive there with enough combat power that you can take their trap and just punch straight through it. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that you can do to, to kind of help that um, is if, say, you have a fell beast or a flyer or something like that, maybe like a Gulabar or, or a Guahi or something, engage t- to the side of their 
quote unquote kill box and box out the combat with other models that you have. So just like we said with Rohan, using your bases to prevent other nasty Rohan heroes getting into your big scary things. Because if you can say get a fell beast into a hero would be ideal, transfixed hero even better. But if you can get a fell beast into a couple of riders, then put some of your war riders around that fell beast to prevent him from being trapped and surrounded and engaged upon by the Rohan heroes, then you have the option then for combating, changing up the angles, maybe getting a hurl through some some riders and stuff, and really starting to mess with the Rohan army. Likewise, if you have a drum, use your drum march to, to, to go in and you know put space, take up space around your key models that have engaged into the, into the meat of the Rohan army. And if you've got a drum march compel, you can even get a charge and a hurl and you can start getting interesting that way. But yes, but the main thing is when you when you go in and when you are let to dive in on the Rohan and start the fight, make sure that you're boxing out the key models of yours that are starting the fight. So if it's a if it's a big scary model, make sure it's boxed out. If it's just plebs, make sure your heroes are protected so that when your Rohan goes in, they have the option of moving through some gaps in your line uh, next turn with the heroic move and then charging in, always making sure you have those avenues open for yourself. The other option, of course, is just bring more shooting. Because if you're jockeying for position with Rohan, to you're both trying to get that one combat on the flank where you can box it out. Uh, whoever's got more shooting will be gaining a constant advantage as the turns tick by as you jo jockey for position. If you have more shooting, you can put a couple of their key heroes on the ground, and then that pins the Rohan army to a point, assuming they're a mounted army. Yeah. Um, and once you've got that, it's much, e it's much easier to outmaneuver somebody who isn't maneuvering. Correct. Put them on the foot, put them on the ground wherever you can. And, and yeah. ideally, even if you've only got a few archers, just take some value shots of the heroes and just try to mm. put them on the ground because it does does cause problems for mm. them. And even if you get just a couple things on the ground, then you might be able to catch them and cause that. But magic, you, you both mentioned magic. That's that's almost a go-to against Rohan because it's you've got so many good targets and there's so many spells that can really stuff up horses mm. and things. And like... I, I do get what you're saying um, with how magic can be vulnerable, so so potent. But I think you should also players shouldn't feel discouraged if they don't bring magic when they're up against Rohan, because you can you can uh, you can force mistakes out of Rohan by going straight at the leader, since the leader is usually worth victory points in a lot of scenarios. And Thaden seeing a lot of play. A lot of the big main heroes in the Rohan list are the the aura buffs that giving the Rohan so many advantages go straight at them hard at them try and create like a, a little corralling force and try and box them into a board edge or into a board corner that's going to be your best case scenario for trying to stop the rohan yes rohan players do have some tricks to try and break out with heroic combats and strikes and stuff but if you can at least force them to try and break out there's then a chance for you to use your shields maybe some other tricks and shenanigans you've got in your list to, to stop them from getting out of your containment it also depends on how hero-heavy a mounted Rohan force has gone. Because if they've set settled for, say, four heroes post-gambling uh, nerf and they've just, you know, put extra models into their warbands, they will have the extra in the ways to soak up your shooting. If you just rush that, and he could have three, four ranks of cav to hide behind. Whereas that army is much more vulnerable to magic because they've only got three or four heroes. So your magic, if you transfix a guy, that's a quarter of their heroes. Whereas if they've gone the five, six, seven heroes, they've got a lot less troops to hide behind. Every shot on a horse is worth so much more. But they can probably just ignore your magic because, oh no, you transfixed, what's his name? 
Send in the other guy who we can't remember his name. Oh no, you knocked off two two horses from these guys with mm-hmm. sorcery. Dayawine, he's called. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Dayawine, Dernhelm. All, all these new fellows that names start <laughs> with D. Um. Uh, you should know that one. You like the Royal Guard. I do. Um, but he's not the he's chief not of the Royal Guard. He's the chief of the King's Knights. Again, the idea that the Riders of Rohan are the guys who've been summoned to a weapons take. The King's Knights would be the guys who fill out the Erids during, you know, normal military operations. And then the Royal Guard being, again, the guards of the Royal Family. There's three distinct tiers of Rohan here. But they're all the same models in this game. So call them whatever you like. Well, no, I'm thinking we should have a different tier for these Knights no, of the King. No, you've had enough models. Calm down. No more models for you. <laughs> and the Riders of Rohan should be much less, you know, scary in combat. Yeah, I... They've been summoned it's, to a weapons take. I think, I think, I think that basically comes down to, or comes back to rather, just how the game has matured and evolved over the years, and how how the points end up shaking out, why they're so good. Because as we know, cavalry charges, they're pretty good. Extra attack on the charge and knockdown, it, that's nasty. I mean, a single rider of Rohan, a single cavalry model from any list is scary to a, an un, to a captain. Oh yes, it just yeah. It's an interesting one, just from a game theme point of view, and I'm going off the tangent here, and I'm going to tell myself off for it very soon, but I feel like the Rohan infantry is like a peasant sort of force, and they're pretty good fighters for peasants, but the riders are clearly skilled. Like, the skilled riders, they've got good equipment, and it feels like they're sort of added to one profile. So you've got these, like, dregs of, of Rohan up on Helm's Deep Wall, of the infantry profile, which is the same profile of AME's elite warriors who are going around wiping out bands of orcs. Yeah, so I definitely picture it as... The standing Erids, so AMR's 112 guys, whatever it was, 144. Those guys, yes, they're, they're warriors. It's what they do. They would have the fight value three to tie your professional soldiers of Gondor. Uh, you're, you're just random fellows that fill out your riders of Thadden list. They should be your more peasant sort of profile. They still get expert rider though because they spend all yes, their life. Yes, because in. they're expert riders. They're not expert fighters. So what you're saying is we need a new Rohan profile with fight two. Yes, 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 definitely. Agreed. <laughs> Although that said, I think a lot of armies need to have that 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 Lake Town militia peasant profile at fight two. No, but, but without the, the freelancers. And yeah, not the one that all gets automatically buffed in every way. Yeah, not the one with Bard goes here. Have a free fight value, a banner roll, an auto pass courage test. When and we're everyone's broken. got axes and piercing. Yes, yes. Maybe not that, but. Uh, yeah, uh, why don't we have a peasant profile? In we do. Like, so we got ruffians, but no one uses it. Yeah, but it's yeah. really hard to get ruffians into your army list. No, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I feel like they should spread out the ruffian profile or that kind of a profile to more to more armies. But we went on a really random tangent about. Mm. I could go on, on brand though. On brand, if you want anti Rohan uh, tangents, I have one that's even more tangential than the ones you have been thinking of. All right, go on. Okay, so this is my first memory playing Rohan. I show up at the club, I have my air mare on horse, I have my, you know, one box of riders, one box of infantry, you take out the archers from the infantry to be your dismounts, you're ready to go. We're playing the game, I move up my cav, I go to roll my six shots, whatever it is, and the opponent goes, stop there, you've got too many dice. I say, what do you mean? And he's like, you've got too many dice. I'm like, I've got six guys with bows, I get six shots. And he's like, no, only two of those guys have bows. Like, what do you mean? It's the Rider of Rohan profile. It comes with a bow as standard. And he's like, no, only the ones holding bows have bows. The ones with bows on the back don't have bows. But it's the rules. They all have bows. 
No, because if they all had bows, you couldn't take a fully mounted Rohan army. And everyone wants to take a fully mounted Rohan army. So the community has agreed that only the ones holding bows have bows. And I'm like, but that's clearly not a problem here. I've got two-thirds infantry without bows. And he's like, no, no. The community has agreed. Only a rider of Rohan holding a bow has a bow. The guys with bows on the back don't have bows. They can't use bows because they don't have bows. And the guy was able to lay down the law and shut down the Rohan shooting phase by claiming that I did not, in fact, have bows on my Riders of Rohan. That was a terrible time because there was a time uh, when you couldn't do it. 2011, 2012. It might have been before then. So the League of Nations had gotten together in Geneva or wherever it is they meet and they'd summoned all the war gamers in the world apart from me and they'd sat them down and said, guys, we've got to do something here. Rohan's got too much shooting. We can't, we can't field this many bows on the table. And the entire League of Nations apparently voted against me. There was FAQs are hidden in all kinds of places in those days, and one yeah. of them specifically did mention that that in a in a points match game only count the ones firing the bows as having a bow because basically the, the issue was you couldn't take a Rohan army. Yeah, and I, I think I'd assumed all these years he was cheating, but no, no, it no, was no, an no, actual that, that thing. Was, no, that was yeah. exact. There was a convention. And you just didn't turn up, so it's your problem. And, okay. And here's, here's, just just to make that convention even more strange, um, there was like a disclaimer to it. Again, that was added in later, where if you took an all-mounted Rohan army and you went, say, two-thirds of the Rohan the, the Rohan Royal Guard, you could count the bows on the back of the Rohan as bows, so long as you were abiding by... The so you're two, saying I didn't have enough mounted Royal Guard in my list. That's it, the it problem. Was, it, was, it was this weird convention back in the day where the, the, the one-third bow rule was like treated as the holy gospel of everything and you had to abide by it in every way and because there are so many total tournament players that want to edge for every advantage they eventually came up this this weird disclaimer of as long as i abide by the two-thirds rule i can say that some of the riders of rohan that weren't carrying the bows had bows but they had to be consistent across the whole army so occasionally you would get games where the ones with the axes also had the bow but not the ones with the sword, so that you could still get the two-thirds because you didn't have enough of the guys with the bow. Yeah, this is why I played Foot Rohan for so many years. It was just so much simpler. Um, yeah. Anyway, story time with David. That was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I think we move on to our next section. Scenario Spotlight. The Horse and the Serpent. The fearsome war Mumakil of Harrod had been unleashed upon the fields of Pelennor, leaving a devastating trail of destruction as they lumber towards the White City. Under the command of their king, the Rohirrim have engaged them, hoping to bring as many down as they can. Yet the arrival of these great beasts only signals the beginnings of the Haradrim threat. As the Rohirrim combat the huge war beasts, the Serpent Horde marches to war. At the head of the army sits Suladan, the Serpent Lord, who has singled out Theoden as a worthy opponent. Suladan firmly believes that by slaying such a formidable foe, he will be able to cement his rule of the tribes of the Haradrim, further enhancing his reputation as Harad's most fearsome chieftain. With fame and glory in his sights, Suladan charges into the fray, the Serpent Horde accompanying him into battle. 
Upon hearing the war cries of Morharadrim and seeing them racing towards his people, Theodrin rallies around him to meet Suladan and his tribes head on. The battle between the two proud leaders is about to begin and only one can survive. So we're going through the horse and the serpent scenario from Gondor at War. So this is now an old book. It doesn't feel like an old book, but it's an old book. But this is a, a relatively new scenario on a very boring 4x4 board, which is easy to put together. You say a relatively new scenario, but I distinctly remember playing the scenario uh, in the old edition um, with different participants, well, slightly different participants, i.e. no Raza, no Darawine. Yeah, 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 I haven't even gone through the participants. You're already rebutting the participants. It's such a <laughs> glorious scene from the books, though. Mm. I, I understand why this has been chosen again and again for yeah. a scenario. Because yeah. oh. it's such a beautiful scene where they ride out and they, they fight and then they slay each other's banner bearers. And it's just glorious. And it's, the fact yeah. that Suladan got invented just for this from the books, like that, that makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. he wasn't named in the books, was he? No, because they no. never stopped to ask his name. They no. just dueled. Which is pretty poor. Anyway... <laughs> The participants in this version are Thaden with the heavy armor shield and armored horse and a nice plastic model to go with that. Deowine, chief of the king's knights, and 24 riders of Rohan. 16 of them have no additional war gear and 8 with throwing spears. And from the last segment, all of them are allowed to have bows. David, calm down. Excellent. <laughs> For the evil side, we've got Suladan on armored horse. Raza, which is a model that came out relatively recently, a foot like assassin. Haradrim Captain, and it doesn't give any war gear for the captain, so we're assuming it's on foot, like most of the models are for the evil side. And then we have 12 Serpent Riders, which are probably impossible to get and probably incredibly expensive, and only a crazy person would have all of those. And then cough, 24. Jeremy, cough. 24 Harajan Warriors, 12 with bow, 12 with spear, easy to get. So you've got lots of infantry on the evil side, but also the 12 Riders, which are fight four. And notably, the Riders of Rohan are all fight three here. They don't get all the, the bonuses that they do in all the Legendary Legions, which is it's, really weird. They've still got their within 12 inches of Thad and while on the charge, mm. they get their extra fight value. Yeah. Because uh, yes. that's baked into their profile, but they won't get their extra strength on the charge. Because oh, that's, that's based on a army bonus, and yep. this is a scenario. Yep. We're on the fields of Pelennor, so we've got generic farming fields and, and not, not much else. And the starting positions, you're basically 12 inches away from the board edges and Theoden and Saladin are facing each other off. They're looking at each other. They get positions and everyone else deploys behind them, essentially. In reality, the other forces probably engage first and let you, you do that. I don't think they head directly towards each other, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the objectives are simple. You need to basically slay Theoden or Saladin, as you can imagine, and there's nothing else in there. So you can basically kill every other model and be down to which, which I like. Because it's, you know, I was thinking it would be really cool to have a scenario, something like something called to the death, which actually went to the death instead <laughs> of to the point where your heroes are about to fight, That's but then we don't get to it. So this is not a to the 25%. This is actually to the death of the heroes. And it's got just a couple very, very basic special rules. A duel of kings. So both Theoden and Saladin must charge each other if they are able to do so, which means they often get bubble wrapped with, <laughs> with riders. With, with, with random riders and raiders. <laughs> yeah, but you're preventing just them. Stop. Don't challenge. And then protect the Serpent Lord. Raza may select two targets for his Serpent Weapon Rule rather than one, which is very generous given there's exactly two heroes. Yeah. So taking all the guesswork out of this game. <laughs> so the fun part about Raza is that both players have to play around his special rule. In this one, neither player plays around it just each happens. other's special rule because we know he's fight six. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I, I feel like that's a bit of a shame because I think there would be some seriously cool bluffing game that you could do with Raza. Like, do you go 
do you go Darawine and then try and force Darawine to come into you and then kill him to get rid of one of the, the, the chief models that can protect Thaden? Or do you like go Thaden and just double down and I'm trying to kill the king? Yeah, it's just, I find that one a bit silly, but it's, it's an interesting scenario because uh, I, I'm going off a bit of a sketchy memory, but I distinctly remember it's all about the Rohan shooting early and then it's about when the uh, Haradrim actually get to the Rohan force, pin them in and actually fight. Because the interesting thing in this in this case is the Haradrim are actually better fighters than the Rohan. Yes, um, a lot of my memories of this scenario, it had a lot more mounted uh, contingent on the evil side. They've gone here for a considerable foot contingent with them. It does pack out their bows... But it does mean they are a lot more vulnerable to that one good cavalry charge from the Rohan force. That's true, but I don't think the Rohan force would be going anywhere near the Harad. The, the Rohan force, at least from my playing the scenario, playing as the Rohan, is they don't go near the Haradrim. The Haradrim have to slog it halfway across the board to the Rohan, because why would the Rohan come near you when they got 24 bows? And that's the problem with this scenario, yeah. in, in my opinion, is you almost have to have an agreement that you're going to go at each other. Because you can you can do that point where your troops fight each other and then it's basically the heroes are left at the end just basically killing troops until they're ready to fight each other and just trying to hold on to resources. Or you can just have an agreement where you want to just go at each other. I don't know that it's the most interesting really written scenario. And because the Haradrim are on foot, they do have a lot of bows. So you can go all bows at Thaden and be really annoying and all bows at, at uh, the other hero as well. But it just... I don't know. It, it, I think it's one that you probably don't benefit from playing too tactically. And that's that's a lot of the scenarios in this book. A lot yeah. of them are just cool participants, but not necessarily a good scenario to go with it. I think I think what would have made the scenario much more interesting um, is if Thaden and Solodon had a spe- the, their special rule, which is the Duel of Kings, instead of them having to charge each other, have to move as fast as possible towards each other and charge each other if able to do so. Because that way it's... You then have to box... If you don't want to go commit, you have to box them in, which means they're stuck at their starting location, which means your opponent can close on that starting position. The problem is you then get discussions about what's as fast as possible. So let's say you mm-hmm. box him in at the front, but you have a V of warriors going backwards. The fastest way he could get to the enemy would to be ride the 15 inches back, go around the end of his own line, and then back in. So you could channel him backwards. Um... Or you can say he must always end his move closer, but they've done that in other scenarios and it always just kills some of the immersion because you're sitting there and it's supposed to be Suladin fighting Thaddean and neither of you is actually in control of those heroes. Like, they fight their own sort of cinematic in the background while you push warriors around. Yeah. The thing that really gets me down is where are their banners? So Thaddean Thaddean has spied Suladin's, you know, banner bearer in the distance and gone... That's a big, impressive banner. There'll be a big, impressive guy with it. So Thaden is aiming for the banner bearer. Suladin has seen Thaden's banner coming and goes, that's also a mighty, impressive banner. It's going to have a mighty, impressive guy with it. And where are their banners? Why do they not have Haradrim Chieftain on horse with banner? It's a scenario. You can do that. Yeah. Where is um, the Royal Rohan Guard banner bearer? Uh, movie version would be Gambling, book version. He's got a really weird name I can't pronounce. So we'll go with Gambling. Uh, where are they? <laughs> yeah, actually, that would have been um, would have been cool if both sides, if the objectives weren't just kill 
the heroes, but also kill the banners. Yes, because it's not just about killing Suladin. It's about killing the banner so everyone can see that Suladin has fallen because you couldn't get to the banner without going through the mighty impressive guy whose banner it is. So when you take down the banner, everyone on the battlefield knows that that hero has fallen. That's why uh, taking the colours was so uh, so so important in yes. historical warfare. Yes, the man who loses the king's colours loses the king's friendship. Uh, I definitely agree with that, David. I don't know if you've been listening to a lot of the scenario episodes, but basically every single scenario I say, where's the banner? This and one should have special banners as well. Yeah, absolutely it should. It should have... like I, I have no problem with gambling and then an equivalent banner on the, the evil side that does something cool. Something interesting. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Extra five on has the charge. Massive six-inch banner. So I think you could just add a regular banner to the, to the evil side and be that's okay. That's true, isn't it? Yeah, Sullivan is a banner. <laughs> that's, the, that's, uh, that's why the evil side is a better fighting. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that's right. But they've the got Rohan. the heroes as well. They've got the extra hero, yeah. which is pretty pretty handy. So they do they do fight okay. They tend to to slow down. But I don't know. I feel like this is a missed opportunity as well. Like I, I know the designers. A very, very, and, that, and this is totally, totally theoretical, but a very totally proud, speculation. totally speculation, but I, but I know it. Mm-hmm. They love their heroic challenges. Like that's their favorite thing in the game. Clearly. Why is not a scenario based around a challenge, which is probably what the heroic move was based around, not having some sort of mechanic that has the heroic challenge in there. So you suggesting we start them in base contact with each other. They count as having called a challenge. I think, I think there's bonus victory points is if you can call heroic challenges or something like that. I think you... Again, it's a scenario so they tend to just go win or loss, draw. But if you had some VP in there, like if you refuse a challenge, that automatically would cost you some VP. And then you could throw the banners in there and then then suddenly you've got an asymmetric game. So you have three objectives. Objective one, never refuse a challenge. Objective two, kill the enemy leader. Objective three, kill the banner. Score more objectives than the opponent to win the game. But you could even do something like, I don't know, if you refuse a challenge... D six of your warriors decide to leg it or something like that, just to because they're saying like, "Hey, I'm not fighting this guy. He's refusing to challenge. He's a well, coward." In this scenario, if refusing a challenge, just losing the ability to call heroic actions to affect your friends is pretty massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. considering you have very limited heroes. Yes, but it's also your hero is the only thing that matters. So true. Um, true. You would still do it if if you thought that you couldn't survive the challenge. Which is why I like the idea of actually punishing you in terms of the protection for it or something like that. Or Is that an in-scenario rule or are you suggesting more widespread? We should just add that to heroic challenge. If you refuse a challenge, you know, lightning falls from the sky and you know, smites oh, down I, your I, I, I definitely agree with that. But this is specifically, this is a scenario spotlight. So I'm talking about this scenario. So I don't know if we can apply it to the entire game system. But yes, I hate heroic challenges and I think they're, they're a waste of okay, time. Okay, we'll use this scenario as a test bed yes. for, our, um, for our new challenge mechanics. Got it. How about how about if you fail a heroic challenge, you don't get to take a banner bearer? In your next game? Or maybe maybe just turns off your banner. Yeah, because everyone's like, I'm not impressed by this guy's banner, yeah. you know, that mm. represents that rubbish guy who didn't do anything cool. Lose all your leadership effects. That could be interesting. If Saludon declines a challenge, he uh, no longer gets his banner effect. If Thaden declines a challenge, the war the riders don't get plus one fight anymore. Yep. Uh, you are all aware it's now um, against the code of conduct to try and fix the outcome of a game for any reason. So that would include if the outcome is broken. Um, <laughs> so perhaps we should leave it as it is. David, we don't. We just ignore FAQ stuff when we don't like it. Okay, that's 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 uh, that would imply that the game has any breaks into it whatsoever. And ah, I, I don't right. think so. That's why you can't fix it because it isn't broken. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's no breaks possible, and all the FAQ things were things that were unrelated to the game and not broken. 
Yeah, Kylie, in this this sort of just for the background for those who like Kylie mm. don't quite understand what we're going on. About. I, I I get what you're going about. I'm just yeah. choosing not to engage. Okay, okay. well I'll go over for the people that, that I have opinions about that particular page of the rule book and I don't think they are constructive anyway so there's no point in saying yeah you're not allowed to fix a game and I I believe Dave and I had a long debate about this and I believe the fix a game is that we can't just like rig a game so I can't use my normal tactic where you go and hide all bunch of sixes around the the board and then whenever you roll you go there's a six there's a six there's a six there's a six that would be fixing a game but David thinks it's actually correcting any mistakes in the game which is probably equally likely well, I believe that it says for any reason, so that would include both. So if you had a desire to win and you didn't think you were winning, but if also you had a desire to have more fun and you weren't having more fun, then you know how when you're playing against people and they're like, I could just sit back and shoot, but that would be boring. I don't want a boring game. Let's fix this. And they charge in. That's now uh, no longer requ- allowed. No one has ever said fix that in that one, David. That's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but they could have. You're reading way too much into this. I don't think that way FAQ applies to this scenario particularly. <laughs> There's a lot of cool Rohan scenarios throughout. I don't know. I, they're, they're not necessarily my favourite in that the, the tactics are all quite similar, but they look really spectacular. And I do think, like, fit them to your collection, really. Like, put banner bearers in if you want to. Put other heroes if you want to. They're all pretty know. flexible. I, I think some of the, the... The Battle of the Paws of Isengard were always fun scenarios. And the Ugluk versus Aemir... Ugluk and Grishnak versus Aemir was always... Or I haven't found a scenario of that yet that, that hasn't impressed me. Yeah, yeah, there's some fun ones. But, yeah, just... Play them, play them, enjoy them, change them if you want. They're all good. They're all good. Okay. That one, I don't know if we can talk much more about it. David, do you have anything more about the scenario? We went off on a big tangent. Um, Just, yeah, include more banners. Yeah, put banners in. Come on. Come on, designers. I know you're not listening because you don't put the banners in. Mustering an art. And we come to the final segment, our mustering an army of Rohan. And I'm sure every list is going to be incredibly different in this Rohan army. We have opened up, <laughs> we've opened up a little bit. We're going to actually use the Legendary Legions because, let's be honest, Rohan players have access to Legendary Legions. They've been around for a long time and they use them. They really use them. So we're going to use them and really use them. So, Kylie, give us a list. Um, in a compl- completely not scripted part of this, I'm actually going to give a list that's not in the Legendary Legion. So there's only two reasons you'd do this. Yeah. Uh, one is you want Hummer in your army. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is uh, you're taking that king guy that nobody takes. So I'm guessing you've got as a Hummer list. Uh, you'd be incorrect. I've got oh. that king guy that nobody takes, also known as Ael the Young, who I, I still think is probably the best Rohan hero there. I mean, look at his stats. He's look what good, he can do. but he's, he's not Hammer. He's, he's just so good. He's just he's three attacks, three wounds now. He's, he's, he's so good. All right. Anyway, Ael the Young, 115 points. He is my uh, army leader. He is leading six sons of Ael. One Rohan Royal Guard with banner on horse. Another Rohan Royal Guard on horse with throwing spear. And that's Warband 1. Yeah, that's a quick, simple Warband. And then... In Warband 2, we have a Captain of Rohan on horse with shield and throwing spear. And he is leading six Riders of Rohan with throwing spear. One 
two, sorry, royal guards with throwing spear and a single outrider on horse, coming in at 500 points. Okay, give us a summary of what you've got. So, you, how many sons of Aeol? Six. Six sons of Aeol. Six sons Very of Aeol. And you're mixing in the royal guard as well. Yes, two in each warband. Mixing the streams. And they are throwing weapon royal guard, aren't they? Yeah, everyone's got a throwing weapon except the sons of Aeol. Okay, and, and the riders? How many? Uh, six and an outrider. So Six and an outrider, one of them's got a banner? Six, four, ten... 19 models all up. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. That's a good amount of 500 points. Yeah. Well, I f- I th- this is one of the, uh, this is the list that I've been playing a lot lately and running a lot. Um, the Suns. They're the ones that go up to two attacks. It's strength four. Yeah, three attacks axes. on the charge. It's, it's, it's the strength five on the charge. They're, they're really good. They're really good. Downside is you have to take Ale, but I don't see that as a downside anymore because I really love what Ale brings to the table in terms of like, how powerful he is and what he can do for you because the legendary healer is great you you play you slow play anyway like all those tactics we're talking about with the the, the skirmishing skirmishing and stuff like that Aeol plays all that stuff to a T just to clarify when we say we're slow playing we mean we're playing extra fast to get more turns so the army plays slowly per turn but very fast, fast. to get lots of yes. turns so, so essentially we're, we're aiming to play a 20 to 24 turn game where we're leveraging our shooting like it's like it's nobody's business AL the, the young is really good at low points it's just mm-hmm. this is a really nice force in that you've got potential to get some might back so you don't you're not investing a huge amount in say a gambling you've got everything you need and those sons of Earl act like little mini heroes so they hit they as do. hard as a, a captain so yes they don't have the heroic combats and things like that but at a, spo- a small points level you're often not going up against many other heroes either so this is a really nice list and I think it does it actually I think it's stronger at small, smaller points level yeah it is Any, there. anything 500 sub 500 Aeol is just king like I honestly can't think of a better hero at sub 500 in fact I've seen Aeol take on Azog and stuff in his legion and absolutely pants him. Like, just went into Azlog and went, oh, you have six points of might? So do I this game. Yeah, that never oh. happens. Oh, it did this game. It yeah, was quite yeah, nice. Yeah. But, but it was it was just one of those moments where even when Azlog got knocked, like, lost all his might and was like, I can still beat AL. And I'm like, yeah, but I have a whole bunch more riders. I have two attack models. Aeol just has to shield every other turn, and with three wounds and two fate, he's pretty tanky. Took 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 uh took Azog a while to get uh, Aeol down to one wound, and then when he did, he died to a throwing spear. Excellent. That's why throwing spears are amazing. Aeol just went in, throwing spear to the face, dead. Take him off. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that list. It, it is pretty much one of the few reasons you've taken non-legendary yeah. legion at this point in time. Yeah. I guess the other one might be if you wanted to do some silly alliance, but uh. Yeah, well, one one thing I do want to try. I haven't tried it yet. But I do want to try it with Minas Tirith and a captain. Uh, sorry, not a captain of man. A king of man, and sneak in a cheeky bolt thrower. Yep, yep. Classic. Uh, was it um, Aeol and, and Kirion? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fields of the Calibrant. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, and they're in the Green Alliance triangle with Dol Amroth as well. So sometimes if you're in one of the other factions and you're like, I, I just need. I just need some more cav or, you know, a particular bodyguard hero, then by all means, slot one in. Mm. I mean, AL, AL can't, is impossible allies with everyone except Ministerial, as long as the Ministerial doesn't have a named hero. Never mind then. So you're kind of, you're kind of stuck to Kings of Men and Knights of the White Tower. Which and Siege fair, Captains. Pr- pretty, pretty nice heroes. 
Siege Captains 2 are pretty okay. Mm. Y- you got mm. options. Okay, well, I'm going to move on to mine because I think I've got a pretty basic standard one. Honestly, it's probably not the one that I would use because I like to be a little bit more clever than this, but it's it's straightforward. It's got a little bit of everything and not much of anything else. So I'm going for a Riders of Thaden list. So this is the Rohan list now, the all-cavalry Rohan list. It's the one with the, the free heroic combats or strikes for a turn. Uh, so I've gone for some big heroes in here and some very well-known heroes. So let's go for as many of these plastic heroes as we can. So I've got Thaden, the King of Rohan. I've got Aemir with Throwing Spears. I've got uh, Dernhelm with Throwing Spears. And I've got Gamling with the Royal Standard. So they're my four heroes. And the uh, the two Royal line ones, so Thaden and Aemir, are both leading four Royal Guard with Throwing Spears and Horses. And then the uh, the other two are each leading uh, five Riders of Rohan. And only one of them has Throwing Spears because I ran out of points to get more Throwing Spears. Fair so. That's 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 not the end of the world. They've got bows on them, so everything can shoot pretty much, except for for gambling. Uh, it's twenty three models at seven hundred points. Decent. So four heroes, and the plan is this is the Rohan that that kites for a little bit, but gets behind the heroes, and the heroes come in with the royal guard on the flanks and just try to beat face as much as possible, call as many heroic combats yeah. as they can early on, whittle down the numbers, and then the others go and mop up duty. Yeah, nice. Uh, actually, I, I have a question for you, Jeremy. Mm. Just, mm. just, just, just a side. Actually, uh, um, aimed at David as well. With the uh, um, the death special, the ones per game, you get free heroic combats and strikes with all your Rohan heroes in that legion. Do you pop it early when you have all your stats, or do you pop it late when you don't have any? I'm a big fan of setting up to use it where possible. So I like to kite till I'm in a position where. I'm going to call four heroic combats. I'm, I'm not actually that big on the strike. I would actually be rather... I'd rather go in for the first charge, go into as many like troops as I can, and just rip out a whole rank. But that said, if someone presents a hero to me, then I'll, I'll take it and I'll do the, mm. the strike heroic combat combo if I can get two heroes into it. I'm a fan of early. I, I, I find that most of these special rules that are once only, I use the Dunlin one quite a lot. I find that, that the more I wait for it, it's nice for a deterrent but you get diminishing returns because your heroes start to get a little bit hurt or in the wrong position. So I'm, I'm a fan of early on, but only if it's appropriate. I'd use it the first time I was planning to call a bunch of actions that turn anyway, and then you just get them for free. Yeah. If you save it for that perfect turn, then you're probably spending might anyway while you're saving it. Um, and then some of your heroes might die in that case you lose effect. So yeah, I wouldn't hold it too late, but don't blow it if you're not going to get any benefit out of it. The thing is as well, I've got gambling, so I'm not that worried about spending some might. So if I'm calling a heroic combat, which is really worthwhile, I'll get it for free and I'll, I'll spend the three points of might on one of these big heroes and just get it moving, like, or two points of might or whatever I have to, to get it up and running and then sit on one might for next turn. So I'm, I think in this one, the key is to, to get the numbers close soon. So it's mm. whittling with shooting or in combat. It's getting the numbers close to even as soon as you can, and then your superior troops would win out. Fair. Fair. And take objectives if I feel like it later on. The Royal Guard are great at that, though, because yeah. they're, they're my sneaky objective grab as a bodyguard. is just fantastic. It works really well. And, and if anyone comes insane. near an objective, oh, just run them over. I also, this is one of the few armies I don't mind playing in one of those... Um, like contest of champions type scenarios because mm. I've got such a concentration of heroes that I can go in and 
and just be, yeah, free heroic strikes and all this sort yeah. of stuff. I can be particularly nasty and there's some redundancy there. So that's my first one. Okay, uh, for my first one, I'm looking at the Defenders of Helm's Deep at 650 points. And the way they've set up Defenders of Helm's Deep is for movie versions. So I'm like, I wonder if we could string a book version, Defenders of Helm's Deep, out of this. Can you? Uh, sort of. <laughs> All right. So we start with Thaddeon. We give him his shield. I'll just run through your heroes because that's always where you start. And then you just backfill your warbands later. So we got Thaddeon with his shield. We got Gambling with his banner because you can't say no to a free might per- point per turn. True, true. Following that logic, we then need an Aragon because then you get two free might points per turn. <laughs> that is glorious. Uh, Aragon unfortunately doesn't have his sword, um, which means it's not quite a book version, but he's got a sword, so close enough. We get the two flavor heroes. We got Eldor and Aleth. Always helpful. One, very useful, has a might point, so can stand next to Gambling to start getting you free might points from turn one. Has re-rolls on shooting and all sorts of things. Always nice. And the other one has a buff bubble of extra fight value given all your guys are on foot they don't get the rohan fight value for charging so having a fight value for having haleth in combat is essential yeah and it gives fight seven to aragorn too importantly which is absolutely disgusting yes um less cool than you'd think it'd be than you think it would be because he doesn't have his pointy sword or his horse so he's sort of left wandering around on foot going yes i can defeat you but i can't wound you but that's um, that's that's okay because if you set up a strike, sometimes all you need is just the, the combat. Oh, wins. it's still very good. It's just not quite as good as most people think when they think fight seven Aragon. Mm, maybe maybe it's worth not taking Halleth in the Legion. Then maybe it's worth taking basic Bob in a standard Rohan list and then ally Aragon in with the sword. You could, but then you don't get your fighting ranks. Ah, true, um, true. And if true. you're a foot. If you're a foot infantry army, you want your spear supports. So I then started backfilling warbands. Uh, Thaddeon gets eight Royal Guard with throwing spear. Uh, Gambling gets eight Royal Guard with throwing spear. And assuming I haven't lost a fight with this newfangled spreadsheet technology, uh, Aragon comes along and he gets uh, six Warriors of Rohan with bow because we get extra range on our bows in this legion, so why not? And he also gets an elf with an elf bow representing Legless because we're at 650 points, so I couldn't <laughs> fit all three of the three hunters. And Gimli's too short, so he's there. You just can't see him behind the parapet. <laughs> so we've fit the three hunters-ish into a 650 Defenders of Helm's Deep list, sort of. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You need to have like a recently thrown Gimli as like an objective or something like that. <laughs> I do have a side point for you. Yes. What if you did a three-way alliance with Fellowship, Lothlorien, Rohan... And then use Lothlorien spears behind Rohan's shield wall to get the pointy sword of doom on Aragorn. Yeah, um, you then need a, a a hero to lead those um Lothlorien troops in. Oh um, dear. Yeah, yeah but then, then we're stuck yeah. in the movie version yeah. and it's the cost. You didn't so. want the movie. Yeah, no. Okay, forget mm-hmm. to say anything. You get a lot for six fifty points here. Like, so you've you got do. like. Thaden, Gambling, and Aragorn is a big chunk of heroes. I'm kind of surprised to take Gambling and could fit him in at this point. And then you've got you've got enough warriors. Twenty eight models at six fifty is is not terrible, but especially when you've got an Aragorn, then it's it makes it a little bit nicer. It is Gambling's just such great value. Like his three might with defense. Mm. He's he is a banner as well as being a magic banner. Mm. Um, his bodyguard now. You wouldn't believe the amount of times this guy used to run off. 
Like as soon as the army broke, yeah. Théoden would look to Gamling and go, you, protect the colours. And he would go, yes, my liege. And he would run off with the banner to stop the enemy getting their hands on it. Um, and it worked. The enemy never got their hands on the banner, but I could have really used those my points. Yeah, and let's be honest, you're gonna get you're gonna get more than twenty five points worth of my points out of that banner. Yeah, so this is an army. It stays mobile, um, despite the fact it's defending Helm's Deep. It f- darkens the <laughs> skies with its throwing spears. Um, and when the enemy finally does catch us, we've got a fight seven Haragon that may or may not be able to wound the opponent. Like you could free your own move and march every turn. That's so dumb. Yes, move and march. Two might points per turn. Uh, I played in a double um, tournament years ago, and I had a my foot Rohan, and Nick was running basically the three hunters with some elves backing them up. And it was just movie quotes the whole way through. Everyone would assume Aragon was the leader of the army. It's like, last I checked, Theoden and not Aragon was king in Rohan. And we had a ball, and I'm just like, yes, that's what I want, but in one army, but, you know, book version. Yeah. Yeah. It's back to me, I think. Next it is. Army I just want to, I want to say one more thing about yeah, no, this go, go, list go for it. I please, find it please. weird that the Helm's Deep theme is the one where you get the spears, because I just, I can't imagine you just getting into ranks at the top of a wall. It's the one time where they're sort of spread out thin, and to have them all with the, the extra ranks. What would have been more thematic is the th- extra range on your throwing spears. Because you're... Th- but this is a game with, like, diagonal measurements. You actually get less range on your throwing spears if you're on top of a wall. True, true. That is very true. Perhaps that could be their rule. They could throw their spears horizontally and not have to care about the vertical distance. Hmm. Yep. Anyway, Kylie, you've got the, the next one. Oh, yes, I do. I, I, I completely forgot my segue, my, my own segue. Anyway, I've got a 650-point list for you all right now. Uh, it is a Theodred's Guard Legendary Legion. So we get some some juicy special rules in here. Uh, we First of all, obviously, Theodred is the army leader and he has the full kit, the horse, the throwing spear, the shield, as we would love to see. Um, we've also got Elfhelm and Grimbold and a captain of Rohan on horse with bow and shield and heavy armor, not the throwing spear. I know people out there would say otherwise, don't go the bow, go the throwing spear, but I have a reason for it. Uh, next, we have seven Rohan Royal Guard on horse with throwing spear, ten Helmingas uh, with throwing spear and shield, two Rohan Royal Guard on foot with throwing spear, six Outwalkers, and three Outriders on uh, on horse. So the idea is the Outriders hang out with the captain of Rohan on horse, Elfhelm takes um, a bunch of the Outwalkers, then we have the uh, Grimbold leading his Helmingas and a couple of Rohan Royal Guard on foot, and then Theodred leading the Royal Guard contingent mounted. And yeah, it's not a it's not a bad list, I don't think. And you know, you get the Swarm Protector on everyone, uh, in addition to the plus one fight value still and the fight and ranks. So if you have Swarm Protector and Bodyguard, does that protect you against that dwarf fellow who cancels special rules? Yes. Excellent. Yes, it would. About time we got somebody who could take on that dwarf fellow. Yes, it would. That's that's an interesting little. As if you're cancelling that part. <laughs> oh, you might. You never know. No, it'd be it'd totally be Elfhelm's throwing spear. <laughs> you're yep. right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be, be. Elfhelm's throwing spear. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a surprisingly good legendary legion. It's one that that I still don't see as much as some of the others. Yeah. But I quite like it, and I guess it's probably because Thaed and I uh, sorry Theodred is is either 
an ugly model or one that that is not in plastic. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think this list is really sleeper. I don't think it's going to be great at bigger points, but at six fifty, it fills a nice little niche role. Um, you've got some answers in there with the strike. Um, you've got a handful of strikes. Elf Helm is always good in a pinch for stalling out enemy heroes, and Grimbold just with the strength four guys is just helpful to crack through, you know, big lines of troops, especially with fighting ranks and full disengage compositions and stuff and just shoot, 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 shoot. It's not a terrible list. Plus, you know, bodyguarding on everybody means that you're not worrying about terror ever. And every now and then you get to unleash Thadrid upon people and reroll all your failed rolls to wound. Yes. He has three attacks, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does, does now. That's three but also you get into charge the person you don't want to at some point in time as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just claim it was deliberate. Oh, always. It's, it's deliberate for him, but it yes. might not fit the, <laughs> the actual tactics. I like that rule. I like him. That's a good one. Jeremy, what's your yep. second list? Absolutely. So my second list, I'm going for an alliance. And this is probably more theme than, than anything else. I've gone for a list with AMF. Nice, so got, nice. I do love me some AMF. Yeah, yeah. It's got AMF with the shield and throwing spears, leading one warband of, of riders. So all riders this time. Again, I'm just going all riders. Why not? Uh, six royal guard with horse and throwing spears. Six riders of Rohan, just basic. And then uh, one with a banner. So that's uh, 13 uh, riders of Rohan. Well, six of them are royal guard, but 13 riders there. And allying in, I've got a fellowship... Contingent with, it's got Aragorn, and I've gone for theme here as much as I could, uh, with Elven Cloak and Horse. We'll talk about that in just a moment. And Bo, uh, we've got Legolas with Elven Cloak and Horse, and we've got Gimli with Elven Cloak and uh, dreams of being on a horse, but not, not going to be doing it because the rules just won't allow it, <laughs> and I will follow the rules because the game designers clearly know the law better than we do. Uh, they have horses because... AME gifted them horses at a specific time and they're fighting an imaginary battle at that time in particular once all the orcs are dead. Or just after, you know, before they get to the orcs. Yeah, we, when they're all dead. You know, there's another random wandering warband of orcs that, you know, you know, a rider comes up over the hill and says, Amir, my liege, there, there's some orcs over there. And Aragorn's mm. like, we'll help you fight some orc. We, no. we don't like orcs. I have it. Okay, so... Hit, hit us, David. Hit us. So this is the period where... um. Amir has ran into um, Aragorn and co. He's given them the horses. They're about to ride off in different directions. Now, we know when Ugluk and Grishnak and that were surrounded, they were waiting for Malher to arrive because Malher was coming through the woods and he was running late because if there's two things we know about Malher is he's really bad at moving through woods and he's a really slow-moving model. Uh, so he missed the rendezvous and showed up late and ended up attacking um, Amir's guys from behind. But what if he was running even later? He missed that battle. He arrives, finds the wreckage, and sets off after Amir's blokes. And stopping talk to stopping to talk to Aragon has slowed Amir down enough for Malher to now he's gotten out of the woods and can actually start moving faster to catch up with him. Nice, entirely plausible, and I therefore that's what I'm taking. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a pretty small army. I've got 17 models in total at 750, so it's not mm. a, not a not a huge amount of models, but like Aragon on horse is pretty good. Like, that 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 can do its job. Legolas on horse is going to help me with the shooting. It's going to help me with the that. So I'm going to probably lean into the kiting a lot because I've got the free marches of Aragorn. So I'm yeah. going to be a very fast-moving kite. 
and I'm going to really pick my time to go in. I'm going to make sure I can destroy something really important when I go in because with 17 models at 750, if I make a mess of that, I'm going to cause some problems there. But I've got heroic actions for days of Aragorn. So, yeah, pretty handy. And Aemir standing on one side of Aragorn and Legolas on the other, that's that's pretty scary on the charge in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gimli just, just basically being a bit of a bait and, and he can just r- sort of stand in the middle and be, in, be an anchor point or he can just just jump in and, and at the opportune times. He's affected by the march, but you've got to be clever with him as well because he can get, get lost at times. Yeah, Gimli does make excellent bait because we talked about how if you dismount a hero, the Rohan army has to fight around that hero. They don't actually have to. So you can have Gimli wandering around all slow on foot and the enemy goes, ha-ha, we attack Gimli, the Rohan army will gravitate towards him. And then the Rohan army just heads off and scores objectives and kills other <laughs> stuff. And they're like, well, we caught Gimli, now what do we do? Meanwhile, Gimli is standing there tanking, you know, all sorts of nonsense. Yeah, he finds a terrain piece to hide in. Where he sits there with his throwing axes and either you come in and you're fighting a defended dwarf or you don't come in and he throws axes at you. Yeah, I distinctly remember um, when we played the Black Gate scenario um, and the last two models left on the table were Aragorn and Gimli fighting back-to-back. He's a hard nut to crack. Oh, yes. I don't think this is the strongest list I've ever made, but it's pretty cool. and It's, it's fun. Nice, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, the, that's the thing I love about it. It's a fun list. Yeah, that's it. And it's, it's very Lord of the Rings. Like, to have these name. Mm. If you're going to take all named characters, which this edition is definitely pushing you towards, you might as well take the named characters that everyone knows and they look really cool. Mm. And Yeah. Okay, uh, next up I have a 750-point Helm's Guard Legendary Legion. Helm's Guard, I, I know this list. This, yes. this scares me, just hearing about it. Yeah, so they said it was daft to try and take Helm's Guard up to 750, but we did it anyway, just to show them. Um, unfortunately, I left the list at home, so I've recreated it from first principles based on the now what would I take if I had 750 points to spend <laughs> theory. Uh, so we'll run through the heroes first again, because that's where we start, and we can just backfill warbands later. So we've got Helm. He has a horse. Uh, no surprises as you there. Do. Uh, we have a captain, horse, heavy armor, shield, defense seven. He's got a horse. Again, no surprises there. We have an, another captain. This one's on foot. Ooh. Heavy armor and shield. We've got five points spare, which I can't remember which one of those two captains got five points worth of additional throwing spears or bows or such like. But Let's say it was the one on foot. Yeah, we'll give the one on foot a throwing spear. That works. Because no, well, then know, he can he, spear support with yeah, it. Yeah, and then he has some tech too. And then we have a king's huntsman. Um this fellow, in theory, hits on threes. In practice, he misses on twos. Uh, in theory, he passes in the way rolls on a two plus. In practice, he fails them on a one minus. Um, uh, the amount of times this guy killed random people standing in front of horses was ridiculous. <laughs> but he killed the people standing in front of the horses. That is true. So when, when he hit, which was every about third turn, he would kill somebody in front of his intended target. So we paid, you know, the terror value was there. David, I feel like um, I need to introduce you to the concept known as rule of threes. I feel like you need to you need to take this Helms list and 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 splash in three King's Huntsmen and see how you go one game. Give it up a couple more because I reckon you'll have a lot of fun with it. You can. I'll get into sort of more how this list plays in a bit, but yeah. I don't want to have too much shooting to actually force the opponent to hard engage me. I want them to think that they can dance with the army. Uh, until they get into throwing spear range, then they realize they cannot. Uh, it would be mm-hmm. surprising the amount of people go, ooh, you're weak to magic. I just need a couple of turns to magic down your heroes. And then a couple of turns have passed, and they realize that they've been in throwing spear range for three turns now. Uh, yeah, it, it gets interesting yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Anyway, those are our four heroes. 
so our first war band with Helm, we've given him 10 Royal Guard with Throwing Spear. Uh, to form a nice solid infantry block, bristling with spears that will darken the skies. Mm-hmm. We've got one Royal Guard with Throwing Spear and Banner, because you always need a Banner. Yeah. And we have a Warrior with Throwing Spear, Shield, and a Weapon Swap to a Hammer, because you need at least one Hammer in, you know, a Helm Hammer Hand list, because he doesn't actually carry a Hammer, and everyone's like, looks at the model and he's got a sword, and they're like, where's the Hammer? You can go, that guy over there's got it. My model's actually converted to have, like, his throwing spear as the hammer. So, to keep it wig, I just promised uh, the TO that I wouldn't spear support with this guy. Um, and the <laughs> TO's like, yeah, that's fine. It looks cool enough. I love it, David. Love he it. should have bare fists. His hammer hand because he smashes people with his hand, not because he has a hammer no, in his no, hand. No, no, no. That's helm hammer hand. His, ha- his fists are the hammer. But yes. people always ask, because the statue of him, there's a hammer. So people go, well, there there had to be a hammer around somewhere. And like, yeah, that's because this guy followed him around with a hammer. Uh, And it just got added to the statue. So what you're saying is the statue at Helm's Deep isn't of um, Helm. It's of the guy that follows Helm around with the hammer. It's the idea of Helm. It's a statue of like him and all of his closest compadres that are put together onto one statue. Then we've got the captain on horse. He ends up with four cav with throwing spears. One of those cav also gets a banner because, again, more banners, always good. Yeah. Uh, they do actually have bows and throwing spears, even though they're not modelled to be carrying both in their teeth or something. Uh, <laughs> but apparently it works in this edition. And our last two warbands, which is the Captain on Foot and the King's Huntsman, both get six Royal Guard each, again with throwing spears. So that gives us, what's that, 22, 23, once you include the banner, 23 Royal Guard on foot with throwing spears. It's a lot of Royal Guard. Yes. And if they're within six inches of helm, they become fight five royal guard. And with spear support, seven fifty. Seven fifty. I don't like this at all. This is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and you got two minor turn helm there too. So well, in theory, he's get he gets two minor turn because he gets a free might per turn. He gets a free combat per turn. If you need to strike with him, it takes both free points. And since he's only fight five at seven fifty, the opponent has to have blundered seriously for you ever to get a free combat. because they'll have something fight five in their list that yeah, can tank okay. him out. That's fair enough. But eventually, if he's striking, he'll kill them, and then they've got to send in their next fight five thing. And while they're doing that, your fight five Royal Guard are just burying them under sheer weight of strength three attacks. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's good. And you, you've played with it a lot lately, and it's doing pretty well, isn't it? Yes. Um, I managed to win one of Jacob's events. Um which is kind of annoying because I was intending to do an Entmoot-style thing where you run a list until it wins and then it went out and it won something, so now I've got to paint something else up. Um, but oh well. I feel like you could you could have taken uh, Helm to Jacob's uh, little uh, Conquest Champions League at some point too. Yeah, I could do. I don't want to do it directly after though because, you know, I'll, I want things to look new and exciting and everyone's seen the, you know. That's, that's fair, that's fair, mm. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. And I actually, I think that's one of my favourite Rohan lists as well. I love that mm-hmm. sort of story and the focus on one hero rather than just the, yeah. the focus on, on all the named heroes. Is, that's pretty yep. cool. Carly, do you have another list? I think you're the only one that's got one left. Yes, I've got one left. One one more to round off. And this is actually one of my favourite Legendary Legions. I, I think this Legendary Legions is absolutely insane in terms of the potential that it can that it can give you. So I have got the Paths of the Druidan Legendary Legion. That is the uh, 
the legendary legend with Thayden and Gamburi Gan kicking around doing some fun stuff. So I'll give you the heroes and the composition and the warbands will kind of sort themselves out. So we have Thayden, full kit, heavy armor shield, horse, all that fun stuff. We have Dernhelm, because of course we have Dernhelm, just such a cost-effective hero there. We have Derewine, which is the free heroic combat um, role guard. Gambling with the banner, of course. Elfhelm uh, is in there with his throwing spear, of course. Everyone's mounted. Uh, we have Garnbury Garn. Uh, he has also got 14 Woes Warriors in his warband. And then to round out, we have five Rohan Royal Guard mounted and five Riders of Rohan mounted. Uh, coming in at 800 points, uh, I would assume a Royal Guard and a Rider with each hero um, as a little mini escort. But yeah, the idea of this 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 list is to, to really take advantage of the waypoint special rule and... Most importantly, the no all pars, which is that plus one to win roll offs when calling heroic actions. It is a nasty legion to see across the table because you're like, aha, I will hide in this rocky ground. Nope, no, I won't. I'll hide in those woods. Nope, no, 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 I won't. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll come and engage you. Oh, wait, no, mm -hmm. they all have uh, free roll ones against orcs mm -hmm. and stuff. You have to go through a blowpipe line with throwing spears and bows and. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of nasty stuff, and it's one of the few Rohan lists that can reliably keep recharging every other turn. Yes, with the um, benefit to win move-offs. Yeah, so you just bait your opponent into win move-offs, and you go, I don't care, I've got six heroes, and I get a my point back every turn, so have fun with that. Yeah, they've got elven horseshoes. Yes, yes, essentially. And, and you still get the plus one fight. You don't get the plus one strength, which can be annoying, but... I mean, you've got Wozes in there to, to really buff out your shooting and stuff, and you're still cavalry. Yeah. How well does it um, scale at higher points levels? Because I ran this at 300 as one of the minimized uh, Gumbies, and it was glorious fun, um, but I haven't um, ran it above that. I know our good friend of the podcast, uh, Andrew, yes. has done extraordinarily well with this list. Um, he took it to uh, like one of the big tournaments in Sydney, as well as taking it up to uh, Lockie from Zorp Resorts. He's... Um, uh, Arter Unleashed tournament that he runs up on the Gold Coast and he did really well with it. I think he plays third overall or something like that. But yeah, the heroic move-offs he said were just invaluable yeah. and the Wozes are surprisingly helpful being able to get into the little gaps between horses and stuff and fill out the the, the ranks and the combat. If any of your heroes ever loses a horse, suddenly they get a spearman. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, it's got enough strikes that it can contest... Bigger heroes. Um, I mean, it's got 12 strikes and you've got a free point point yeah. every turn that can go on a hero with a strike. So it's, there is, it, it answers things by just throwing lots of might points at it. And because a lot of your heroes have throwing spears and ranged weapons as well, like you throw, you throw like an Aemir throwing spear, a, a Dernhelm throwing spear, an Elfhelm throwing spear and Garnbrogun's blowpipe at a hero and sink some might points into it. You can knock off some serious, serious wounds off the model. I guess it just depends on your terrain set whether or not this one stacks up better or worse than um, Riders of Thad. And, yeah, that's true. Because um, if you've got some nice, you know, difficult terrain sitting around, then by all means. Mm. I think the biggest disadvantage about it is that I think the, the Woes models are pretty dated at this point in time. They are very dated now. Uh, you have to have, you still have to have exactly 15 of them. Uh, you don't have to have 15 of them. You don't you need a full warband? Must always include, oh, you know, you're right. So I shouldn't have 14 Wozes. I thought I could cheat one uh, Woes no, down. No, 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 so no. I've, I've lost one. a rider and there's an extra Woes in there somewhere and all. 
yeah, figure out the come, points. They later. don't come in fifteens. So no. Oh, you like a box of eleven or something? Like, yeah, I would. I'd have to jiggle a bit. But you, you essentially get the same. You, you, there would be an extra woes in there. You know, kicking around doing some stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you it's it's the two hundred and ninety point starting tax, so it's no good below yeah. two ninety. Um, yeah, I didn't realize you had to have Garn and a full warband of woes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, with a, a valor warband, it's just frustrating. I think it's the only thing. It's the only thing I can remember that says exactly that. You have to have this exact amount of guys, and and no, yeah, wow. no more, no less. I, I feel kind of sheepish now. I did not. I thought it was just Garnbury Garn was the prefix, not a full. No, you need Thaden. You need Garnbury Garn and fifteen Wozes. It's yeah, a two hundred ninety point starting thing. You cannot play it at two fifty. Yeah. Um, wow. But there's very few legendary legions you can play at two fifty. In fairness, most of them are. Like, you could potentially fill them at that point, but they'll be very ineffective. Yes. I think that's cool. it. Do we have any other things nope. we want to talk about or anything like that? Nope. I'm happy with that. There's uh, lots of choice for Rohan. It's a it's a classic list. It's a good list. It's I think the other lists in the book are starting to catch up to it. For a while, it had, when it had all the legendary legions and no one else did, it was by far the, the most annoying to play, but now yeah. it's got up. You put them next to Gondor, and they get one legendary legion that they have to share with Rohan anyway. <laughs> yeah, poor Gondor. Like even the the Gondor at war, they gave yeah, more to Rohan. I, 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 to this day, I I am still a bit flabbergasted that we didn't get a yeah. the walls of Minas Tirith. Yeah, like Athelion got a legendary legion before Gondor did. Yeah, like we we have literally the textbook for a legendary legion, which is Gandalf mm-hmm. leading the defenders of Minas Tirith. Yeah. You can put. And Denethor in there if you want, all the Royal Guard. You could put Imrahil in there because he was there hanging out too. Give him a special rule that says no matter what comes through that gate, you'll, you'll stand, stand your, your ground. ground. Like, or just keep it simple and go Gandalf, Pippin, Ingold or something like that and away you go and maybe even Baragond. And but Faramir's retreat from Minas Tirith. Like, there's no Osgiliath legendary legion. There's no legendary legion with Boromir and well, Faramir that's the holding thing. Osgiliath. The like. No, the new Athelion legion is now an Osgiliath legendary legion because it's that like one scene where they get back to Osgiliath with the people and then they leave again um it's just yeah it's a bit it's a bit surprising i felt rohan did get a little bit shafted it gone that said like i don't think i don't think everything needs to be a legendary legion but anyway rohan it is <laughs> so so they they get all that and i think we probably should leave it there so we can get to editing <laughs> yeah thanks yeah. guys i guess it's been fun cavalry charges knock down models which are then effectively trapped which wins you a game There you go. Perfect ending. Nice. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. The Green Dragon Podcast discusses tabletop wargaming using the Middle-Earth strategy battle game rules for Games Workshop. We have no affiliation with Games Workshop, Warner Brothers, New Line, Tolkien Enterprise, or anyone else involved in Tolkien's universe. We're on our own. Thank you to our patrons for your support. You can become a patron at www.patreon.com slash thegreendragonpodcast. You can contact us via our Facebook page at The Green Dragon Podcast or on our email, thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Not so sure about that plural. This podcast is for entertainment, so please take it that way. Farewell, listener. The road goes ever on and on.